Hello and welcome to another episode of Drop Frames. We got Zeke. We got Co. We got the Eggman. Do you, I got you? Have a lot of names, sir. What? How do? Yeah. Your community is very well uh, versed in naming you a lot of different things. I think it's the the benefit of going bald when you're like 19 is you get first dibs on all the the bald nicknames yeah. like Egg. Q ball hit the agent forty seven. You know it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're if they're referencing somebody that's seventy five years old or like a baby. Like you, you could be Caillou. It, take oh, your pick. Okay. All right. What uh, what would you like to be called for this episode? I'll give you your selection. Okay. I think NL is good. That's okay. the one least likely to get anybody memed on by by my side of the community. I think. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have been uh I, I visited your stream and your chat before. I always forget how memey they are. It's great. Very <laughs> memey. Gotta love it. Just spamming the memes nonstop. We're getting Already, a lot of yeah. uh Oh, okay. Now yeah, they're you're spelling a lot of it out. Buzz. Now they're spelling it out. We've got NL spelled out. So there you go. You know, whatever works for you. I mean, no matter what you call me, if it's even slightly off from the norm, I'm going to hear it for like the next 18 months. So, but I'm, I'm used to it. So it's not, it's not abnormal. You just take the pressure off. So Southern Tiger, what are you playing these days? <laughs> is that a real, is that a real leading question? Yeah. No, uh, not really. So. Okay. That's I was wondering. I didn't want to disrupt the, yeah. but I mean, we'd like to know. <laughs> the Southern Tiger. Where did Northern Line even come from? Where, where did that uh, name start out? So I, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, you're trying to think of a username. I'm sure everybody has like a kind of a cringe story about one of their usernames. This just happened to be the one that, that stuck. Uh, my real name is Ryan, which rhymes with lion. And then oh. I'm from Canada, which is the North. So I just put it together. And apparently, it must have been like a, a pretty good name because apparently, you know, five years later, I found out that there's also a like gold mining company in Canada that's named the same thing, and uh, they probably got there first. So I'm trying to keep that on the on the down low. But okay, we won't talk one about day that anymore. One day it'll come for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by then you can buy them. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, own a own a mining company, gold mining company, nonetheless. They, it's real money there. Uh, do you have, have you ever gotten any messages from them or for them? No, uh, oh, okay. not not yet. I, I think we, you know we operate in like different spheres. Thankfully, I don't know if there's too much overlap, <laughs> but I, I am like it's one of those things. Maybe like once a year, I'll wake up in a cold sweat and be like, "It's today. It's definitely gonna happen." <laughs> like I'm gonna get like a cease and desist, and it's all it's all crashing down. It's when they start streaming their content that that'll happen. Everyone wants exactly, to see how gold yeah. mines work. I mean, they're mining. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you got to <laughs> well, watch out. Twitch I mean, there, there's a lot of like uh, different things you can you can finagle. Like your name, Northern Lion, is all one word. I'm assuming theirs is two words. Sadly, one word. Oh, God. theirs is one word too. <laughs> You're fucked. Yeah, man. yeah. Southern oh, Tiger. Oh, nice. Stream yeah. soon. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> and then like another time I got a, I got a like a piece of fan mail to our PO box and I opened it up and it was actually meant for Ryan's toy review. So there's all sorts of like brand confusion that's going on right now. It's true. Ryan's toy review giant on the YouTubes. Has he ever been on the show? No, no. Uh, yeah, no I think okay. he's like 10 or what? He's like 11, 11 and three quarters okay. now. There I don't know go. if you watch the channel. But. <laughs> I, definitely, I have not tuned in in some time. Maybe when he gets some more Transformers toys, I'll I'll tune in. He gets that one that like auto, auto more. By the way, Zeke, did you see that the the Transformer that they put out that automatically changes by itself, and it has voice lines? Did you see this? 
I saw the video of it, and the funny thing is, I saw the video of Kevin Smith, like, uh, like playing with it or looking at it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think if 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 it's the same thing I'm talking about, it's Optimus Prime. Yep. Going from truck form to robot form. Yeah. And he's does he say something after he does it? He makes the noise. He goes blah 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 blah. I think he says like Autobots roll out or something, right? Like, yeah, something like he's, that. He's right. Got to. Yeah, yeah. Six hundred yeah, bucks. I've for definitely. That toy. A little pricey. Definitely seen it. Yeah. 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 It's a little pricey. No, that's God, that's man. I I considered it. I really did. But <laughs> the thing, like the thing is, it's uh, I gotta I gotta think these days about like I I used to buy stuff that I wanted to just look at. <laughs> you know, just like you know, like decorative shit, like sure that you yeah. put in your house. I don't know you what you're talking stuff, about. But... That just seems silly, but yeah. <laughs> I bet you go downstairs and you're just your fucking undies and you put on that that Thanos glove and just like snapping everywhere. We don't talk about my OnlyFans content, Zeke. Okay, you gotta you gotta pay to see that. That's gotta earn that. You gotta earn that in a lot of ways. I earn it every night, but uh, other people, yeah, yeah. We Come to my OnlyFans. It's a snap. Um, I'm sorry. I know that was terrible. That was uh, uh, some say terrible, some say genius. You know, you well, know, I just I don't thin line. I just have so much, uh, so many things in my house now. I just I don't need more things. Mm. Like I've got spiders and salamanders and puppies and you know all that stuff. Like I don't need more stuff. I'm good. With or stuff. or gonna flip this on you. Maybe you just need a bigger house. That's true. <laughs> no, I know that's definitely true. And we are definitely discussing, um, you know, buying this property and. Uh, making our house bigger but we're not talking about me i want to know about northern lion <laughs> no no, no. So well, zeke, i was just where thinking you, where are you currently living zeke northern lion we'll talk oh. to you in a second zeke where <laughs> yeah no worries <laughs> i'm here for the real estate chat I, i'm i'm for it <laughs> you have a lot of real estate is that is that your second gig no we have a house but like you know not not anything else it's crazy. like i live in vancouver bc and oh, things are like just yeah. outrageous I oh do, yeah. Hold, now we uh, th- we have a mutual friend who said the couve is not used. Is this a real thing? Is that a real? Term yeah, nobody up? calls it that okay. at all. No, okay. of course not. No, it's not. Ne- I've never heard it in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I was just now, being polite, now you have honestly. Now again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm just going to refer to it as that from now on forever. Because that's two people that live in Vancouver that we've that Zeke has introduced that to, and they've hated it. They've just absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> hey, Les, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm planting seeds, man. I'm just planting seeds. <laughs> I'm gonna see if they'll grow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not uh, very cheap though when it comes to the real estate in the Couve, is it? It's. I, well, I don't know what place you're referring to, because, but you know, like we call it Vancouver <laughs> here, but. I think it maybe it's one of those things that like people from outside of the city say, and then when they come into the city, they're like nobody calls it that. <laughs> sure, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, well, you've been you've been uh, maybe even doing this longer than the three of us. When did you like start the whole content creation thing? It's been a while, right? Yeah, I wanted yeah. to know the origin story. Sure. So basically, like you know, in two thousand and ten. I was going to, uh, I graduated from college and I was going to start teaching English as a second language in South Korea. And then the job that I, I had break. lined up, uh, <laughs> it's, it's this not a great job. Shows up <laughs> and just like, already thinks he's better than us. Going to if South anything Korea, is, 
it's it's a mark of personal shame that that they would consider me qualified even though i had a degree in biology instead of english or teaching or any experience working with kids at all or being outside of my home country for more than you know two days Mm. but um the job that i had fell through so i had like three months between that job and the next job that i lined up and i was just like maybe i'll start making youtube videos like I, i loved watching giant bomb and then like a little earlier than that like the you know angry video game nerd and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i started like making my own videos and then while i was in korea i did that like during my my downtime and we it reached the point in late 2011 where i was able to like make as much from youtube as i made from the teaching gig which was honestly not that impressive but in 2011 was like unbelievable like unheard of um so i I told myself like i'll give it a year of full-time work like after i moved back to to canada to see if it would stick and pretty much it's it's stuck you know we're we're here like almost 10 years later and it's crazy like the business has evolved to such an absurd degree as i'm sure you guys know as well like (laughs) it's weird being old in the in the (laughs) content creation business well like yeah minecraft uh Streamers that are like 16, 17 years old are, are popping off. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm I'm like 90. Yeah, I, I oftentimes will uh, browse the Twitch directory at 9 p.m. And you're right. You see a 80,000 viewer Minecrafter that 17, 18 years old. You're just like, who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck? Where the fuck did this person come from? <laughs> and they're like speaking a different language of hip hop terms you've never heard. And they're not even like paying attention. There's nothing on their screen. It's just like three and their buddies yelling at each other in like, it, it's, oh my God, dude. It's like, what? It's another world. Chat, again, you walk like in and you're language. like, hey guys, remember snap bracelets? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Remember those? Does anyone want to play yeah. pogs? Yeah. I got a, I got a slammer. I got a yeah. nice slammer. <laughs> well, yeah. you would have said I feel like Pokemon. I really have said all of that kind of like, and you do it with your shing and your weave and your bing bangs and your flip flops in your face. And uh, scary. There's a lot. It's a, it's, what what yeah, videos like, uh, did you start off making? Uh, so I started, uh, the thing that really like hit for me first was mm. uh, when Super Meat Boy came out. I was like, oh, I really want to play that like at launch. And, and back in the day, there was like no competition whatsoever like if you made a video of of a game like super meat boy within like a week of its release you were the only person that that covered it you know everything else was like in the in blogs basically so i I think like a lot of my you know success in those early days was just being there and then a game like super meat boy or like you know uh, the, the binding of isaac when the flash version came out in 2011 they got popular People came to YouTube to search for it, and then they just found you because there were only like five people playing it. Yeah, so it was pretty much like like let's plays early on, and uh, I I did so for you know this is ancient history now, but I was signed with Machinima back when they were like the second largest channel on YouTube. Yep, and I had like a director contract, so they published some of my videos on the main channel, um. and I I did like. Um, Kind of like like let's play mixed with angry review style for games that were were bad like you know the Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen game for PC and Pimp My Ride for Xbox 360 and stuff like that. But obviously, like that's you know, <laughs> do those videos still exist? 
No, they got deleted oh. when the when the Machinima channel got got wiped out after they got bought by I think it was WB. Something like that. Yeah. Some other yeah. some company. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. I was gonna pull them up and, and take a take a look, but lost to Dude, time. it's a little cringeworthy. I mean, I feel like everybody, like if they watch something that they did ten years ago, you know, you're a different person and the world's a lot different and you were probably using like much worse technology <laughs> as well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like it's, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad they don't exist. I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's nicer for me to not be confronted by those, those memories. Yeah. Your past demons for sure. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Were they in the vein of like let's plays or were they reviews or. The, so the first, uh, like there were two seasons cause it was a pretty serious production, even though it was just me and a laptop like laying on my bed in South Korea at first, but it was the first season was more like find a bad game, play it, and then cut up like three hours of footage into the best 15 or 10 minutes. And the second season was more like review style and everybody hated it. And then we just stopped making it basically <laughs> is what happened. There you go. Makes gotcha. sense. Um, a lot of your, I think your, your community is in my chat and also in your own chat. They want you to tell the Markiplier story. What's going on with this email that apparently you missed? All right. This is, you shouldn't submit to their demands okay. after All right. this All right. because no it's, more, it's yeah. <laughs> no more. But yeah. So like I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I used to post on the, uh, the let's play subreddit on Reddit. And, you okay. know, like as I was getting some traction, I was passing on like tips and making posts about like, here's what's worked for me and what hasn't. And then uh, maybe like six years ago, I was just scanning my like email inbox and there was an email from Markiplier like before he had become particularly famous that was like, hey, I just want to thank you. Like I've started using some of the tips from the, the subreddit and like things are starting to take off for me. And I think it's really cool that you like posted that. And I just did not open it or or even <laughs> come close to replying or anything like that and then found it years later and was like you know but i, I don't see it as like a missed opportunity i'm no, more like no. oh that, that was cool. just me being like super impolite i'm sure like i sighed and i was like ah oh, what is this and you know and what? i just like went to bed you got to respond to that email like today I, i'm just i'm, I'm waiting until <laughs> he peaks and oh, then like okay. when, when he gets invited to like the white house or something i'll be like oh Sorry, just found this. Uh, I thought I replied back in the day, and yeah, you know. sure, okay, all right, that's smart. That's smart. You'll, it should work out. But no more demands, chat. We'll continue on. We've got things about a dog story, about dog jokes. Just not, don't none touch of those. That. Yeah, We're not yeah. gonna touch yeah. those. We're just gonna continue on. Uh, I, I am now interested in dog stories since I have them. <laughs> so yeah, this, it's, if, you, okay. if you feel like divulging anything. I'll tell you in the in the in the back channel. I'll send you a okay, DM on Twitter yeah, or yeah. something. We got a Slack channel set up. You guys can can hang yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Hashtag dog. Now I'm there. really intrigued. Yeah. It's yeah. not that special. It's just you know, <laughs> the dust in the wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so South Korea. How long? How long were you uh, situated in South Korea before you like as a content creator over there? You said you moved back eventually, yeah. but what was that? Yeah, like? I only stayed. Uh, I only stayed for a year. Um, okay. which was good because honestly, like it, it wasn't for me. I, I don't want to say that it sucked necessarily, but like, it was cool to live in South Korea, but the job sucked really bad. And, you know, you, you sign on for the contract for a year after like two days, I was like, I don't like working with kids at all. <laughs> and it, it wasn't even really like teaching, you know, cause the kids are so young and they don't 
speak English at all and I don't speak Korean. It was just like glorified daycare. <laughs> so you're you're kind of just like a like a prison warden trying to keep everything like in on good behavior and stuff like that. And you know, the the pay was bad and the lifestyle was like not good. You yeah. know, it was just it I mean it was like the the classic like everybody working there was like between the ages of twenty and twenty four, fresh out of college and you have like literally no expenses or responsibilities. So it's it's a young person's sort of sort of life, and uh, as soon as I could get out of it, which I was lucky to do with YouTube, I I, I pretty much just came back to, yeah. to Canada right after that. Was the food good at least? Did it, I oh was, yeah, okay. and like insanely cheap. Like I mean, I don't want to. I guess I do want to get into specifics, but like the salary for a teacher over there at the time was like maybe seventeen hundred U.S. monthly, maybe less, like fifteen hundred. Sure. Um, but we ate out for like every meal and still managed to save a lot of money like the average meal was like five or six bucks and delicious yeah yeah i've always, I've got a bunch of friends from like the starcraft world that live in uh in south korea and always rant and rave about the food but missed the trip to go over there so haven't had uh any first-hand experiences myself maybe one day would you recommend it to go over there and hang out or would you go somewhere else oh no as a, as a tourist absolutely like my okay. wife and i went back in uh in 2018 and uh, it was it was cool to be back and especially like as a tourist instead of as like a, a worker, <laughs> I, I had a lot more fun, obviously, because, you know, you have so much more freedom and you can take advantage of the stuff like like it's relatively cheap over there as a tourist. And it's like extremely modern. And, you know, with the bullet train, you can see the entire country from, you know, the, from Seoul to Busan in like, you know, less than three hours on the train. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 really nice as a tourist for sure. Yeah. I need to do some more. I think all streamers need to go on more vacations. <laughs> Even just like more. outside of their office. <clears throat> yeah. yeah no, just, leave the room. Recommendable. just leaving the room is probably beneficial to all of us. At least once or twice a year. Every once in a while. Maybe. You know, it's arguable. Once I, every, you know, few to decade. Yeah. Once a decade. <laughs> that might work. But potentially. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. If you could swing it. You know, it really just depends on. If the boss lets you or not, you know what? Nah. No, this is Grab too much work thing. already. I, yeah. We should just keep streaming. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too much work. It's too much work. Uh, so when did Isaac start? When when did that whole uh, phase of your career uh, begin for you? Was it right around so the time it, when it just released, or? Yeah, like I had been. So the designer of the game is Edmund McMillan, who is like a prolific indie game designer, and uh, at the time he had just come off of Super Meat Boy, like maybe seven or eight months earlier um, and maybe like a year earlier. So he had been teasing this game for a while. This like, oh, Super Meat Boy, the the design and the the development of it was so hellish. I want to work on like a little miniature project. And that ended up being the Binding of Isaac, which is, you know, what you see right now. It's like a Zelda inspired uh, roguelite. Like it's really, I, I look at it as the roguelite that kind of kicked off the, the boom of them over the past like decade or so. Um, I had been eyeing it up forever. I played it like the day it came out. And I remember this is October or September 2011. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play like 10 episodes. So like, I remember in Photoshop, I, I did the first 10 thumbnails and was like, that's probably good enough. And then, you know, here I am 10 years later, still playing the game at least once a day, but oftentimes like multiple times a day. It's just like this enduring thing where the audience you know, really liked it. Every run's a little bit different. So there's always that variety. And then they keep adding new content. Like they, they did like a few expansions in its first year. They remade the game completely in 2014, which seems kind of 
cynical. Like if, if you were talking about like a triple A game, it wouldn't make any sense, but it let them get off of flash, which was a huge limitation. Uh, and then with the new version of the game, they released several like big content updates and then they released mod support, which was like another like jolt of electricity. Then they took some of the mods and incorporated them in this new piece of DLC called repentance, which is just like the ultimate expansion and like refinement of the game. Like it, it, it basically almost doubles the, the scope of the game uh, in, in a single piece of DLC. Yeah. So it never ends basically. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many, what's your, what's your let, let's play number of this on the on the youtubes if you if you can remember how many videos you've made around isaac what are we talking here yeah it's hard to tell because like um i i've like rebranded every time that there's been like a, an expansion but like i i think i mean just for the the piece of dlc that came out before this one i was up to like 1800 or 1900 like close close to 2000 yeah. and then there was probably like at least another 2000 that came before it. So, I mean, I think on, oh, on YouTube, I probably have like close to, to 20,000 videos. I wouldn't be surprised if like, uh, if at least like eight or eight or 9,000 of them are. <laughs> what if you open up steam, has it always been on steam since 20? Cause I uh, it started out as flash, right? But yeah, it was, it was a standalone like EXE first. Okay. Um, so like that stuff and then it came to steam. Oh, maybe it did start on steam. I can't remember. Uh, like it's been a while, but, uh, for right now on, on steam, what are we talking? Yeah. About? So for, for rebirth onwards, I have 3,700 hours okay. and then I've got about, about 450 in the, in the flash version, but I, I remember like there was a year in the flash version before there was like mod support where I used cheat engine to <laughs> basically create like custom runs. Right. And those weren't steam enabled obviously because they didn't want you to cheat in the achievements or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. Like we're, we're probably talking like, like 5,000 or 6,000 hours, which is like very sobering for me. But then anytime I bring it up with my chat, they're like, Oh, I've got, yeah, seventy five hundred hours in Dota two, or you know, ten thousand hours in WoW, or something like that. So it's not. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not that impressive. Yeah, it. Uh, have, have it you is. No, review? no, don't. No, it, it definitely it is. is. By the way, you're good. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. One of my and it's all things. talking too. That's that's the real. It's not the the amount of game time. It's that every second of that is saturated with like whatever's leaking out of my brain at that given <laughs> moment, which is. You know, one out of every ten times is kind of insightful, and the rest is just like, like diarrhea, basically. But yeah, you know. <laughs> Have you ever uh, reviewed the game on Steam? Can you just put like I did actually? Oh, you did. You yeah. Didn't review it. What did you? So give I it? think uh, I, I gave it a thumbs up. Okay. I mean, okay. I think at this point you're like morally and ethically obligated, but <laughs> uh, I did like a, a stream segment where I looked at like my ten most played games on Steam, and I gave them all. A review that I felt was honest, and and out of the ten games, I only gave a, a thumbs down to to PUBG, which uh, maybe you know, it it hurt me given how much time I had played the game, but uh, I, I had to I had to speak my truth. You know, I I don't think you were wrong at all. You know, <laughs> total of thirty seven hundred hours on record. Cannot recommend. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Th thumbs down. Recommend I, I got like. I don't know, a thousand or so in Dota 2. I gave that motherfucker a thumbs down. Fuck that game. Well, didn't you lose like 12 <laughs> games in a row or something like that? I'd, I'd give a thumbs down to that. 12 was a generous number of losses in a row there. Let's just let's stick with that. That sounds good to me. 
Yeah. It, it game's trash. Don't JP thumbs down Dota 2. I keep losing. The game's bugged or something. I don't know. It only what's gives happening. me losses. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand. Where's my, where's my dopamine? Like, this is dumb. <laughs> it's true. Not enough dopamine. Zero out of 10. That's my review of Dota 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, off the top of your head, do you know how many achievements are in the entirety of the new Binding of Isaac uh, rebirth? Like, the, it's got to be like. I, I would imagine it's like 400 or something along those lines. 637. <laughs> I think I, I'm missing. Insane. I'm probably missing like at least 50 of those right now, I think. But How? A, a lot of them are just How added. So, <laughs> oh, it's and well, so here's the thing like the way that the game works is like it's if you're the kind of person that gets that dopamine from filling out like a to do list and crossing things <laughs> off, you just get lost forever. Because there's like 12 different ways to beat the game and they've been added progressively over a decade. And then there used to be like 15 characters. So you can just do the math there and you're like, that's a minimum of, you know, 200 runs or 250 runs at like an hour each. If you never lose, but you're obviously going to lose. And then on top of that, they basically just doubled the roster in the game. So then you can multiply all of that by two. And they made it substantially harder. So you're going to lose a lot more often. So they, I, there's like to get all the achievements in the game is like a minimum, like four digit floor in terms of hours, Pro Jeez. probably more like like 2000 or, or 2500 hours, I would guess. Ooh. A lot. It's a lot. Uh, I, I think out of the three of us, Zeke, are you Co? have you played a lot of Isaac before? I, I have not played a uh, admittedly a single minute of, of Isaac. Um, so I might be the outsider. Played a pretty good amount of it back okay. in the day. Not not like a huge amount though. Yeah. Um. Probably like maybe twenty-ish hours, thirty-ish hours. Okay. Uh, it's a great game. A lot of fun. Zeke, how many? What, what's your hours long? Uh, on the original Isaac, uh, I I have two hundred and twenty-four hours played. Okay. The That's original, a lot. All right. The original Isaac. Um. On Rebirth, uh, it's not. I I don't have many hours on Steam because I think I played more oh. of it on my Switch. So. Uh, but it's it's not even close to that because the thing the thing with the original is that I felt like yeah I got I got there's 99 achievements and I got 79 of them so I felt like I could you know I could do it like after a while Isaac like didn't become it became just like can I can I platinum this can I 100% this you know because after you like unlock everything and you still like the game like you've got to give yourself like, like randomizers like that kind of shit you got to give yourself challenges and that that was my like challenge at the time was was just seeing if i could get all the challenges done get all the achievements get all the whatever but uh yeah so i played i didn't play i have not played a lot of the new one or mm. of the new one of rebirth you know okay. gotcha. just so uh you know, know. How they it's, treat it's too complex it's too much shit. <laughs> um you know how they say time flies when you're having fun? I actually have 142 hours, it turns out. Oh. Oh, okay. hey. All right. All right. You don't realize it, do you? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> kind of makes the time go by there. Well, let's do this, NL. For, for someone that has not a single minute logged in Isaac, what is Isaac? Uh, so Isaac is um, kind of like the prototypical roguelite where uh, throughout the course of these, like, encapsulated runs like every run is its own thing it's not a, a story driven game to that extent um you accrue various items and abilities that that change your run they make it stronger usually but sometimes they make it weaker sometimes they make it wackier and the the 
basic platform of the game is super simple. It's just like top down WASD to move arrow keys to shoot. That's not really like the meat and potatoes of what makes the game enjoyable. It's all about the fact that there's, you know, 600 items in the game and, uh, you, you don't necessarily need to know what they all do right off the bat, but the, the fun of it is, Hey, like I need this kind of item. I got it, you know, against all odds. And then every other item in the game has a chance to interact with that original item in such a way that it creates something that you've never seen before. So like some of the things that you can get are, are items that like they turn your, your shots that you can see on the screen right now into like laser beams. And you're like, that's pretty cool. Now I can shoot across the entire screen. I can shoot like through enemies and do more damage to enemies behind them. And then you'll get something that's like, okay, now my shots uh, are heat seeking or homing. So then instead of just the straight laser, the laser will like, do calligraphy around to hit every enemy in the room. And you're like, that's really neat. And then, oh, there's another item. When enemies die, uh, they all turn into spiders. So now you've got this calligraphy laser that turns enemies into spiders that do damage to the boss. And it just keeps like stacking over and over. That, that's literally just like scratching the surface of what can happen in uh, in one run. Yeah. So it's, it's all about the the interactions that you can get between the items and the fact that, you know, you win a run. You had like the most powerful run you've ever seen. Ten seconds later, you know, you're on a new one. You start from like a clean slate and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. What? Uh, do, oh, do you... well, go ahead. Cole. And it's really nasty. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. You, you forget when you played for like thirty five hundred hours, <laughs> like what, what you can see on the screen right now. You know, I don't even see that anymore. I just I like my brain just before. sees. Yeah, this is new in, in repentance, but. My, okay. my brain just sees the shots now. And then, like, the item that I get, and I'm like, oh, that's trash. I hate it. So what can I do about that? How, how can I get that item to not exist anymore? Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, part, of the, part of the draw for me uh, in Isaac was uh, the fact that it's, it's given to you in uh, very, like, piecemeal. It's like you start off with just moving and, and one, like, little round shot. And then it's just add to that add to that add to that add to that but you get kind of used to the stuff as you get it because there's just enough time in between to go like okay so that makes my shots go faster got it and then next thing is oh that makes my shots bigger got it like that kind of thing yeah oh, you know like was- um i i think it's like the kind of like like something like diablo 2 or or even like a, a an mmo but like in a serious like microcosm yeah like the the way that you feel powerful when you hit like level 40 and oh i can finally get like flame wall or you know blizzard or whatever it's like that but instead of grinding for like hours in in you're just getting it like you know sometimes the first room you walk into you're like oh i just won the game i got like the most powerful ability (laughs) sometimes you're at like the final boss and you're like i've got nothing and i've just got a you know like what you're seeing on the screen right now is just like insanity but <laughs> but once you uh you know once you get the patterns down you can win with worse and worse runs like it's uh it, it it's really fun and i think the piecemeal thing that that Zeke said is is very true it's it's also the kind of game you know you can you can play it for like an hour and then you know before you know it 10 years have gone by <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite weapon that you always try to seek out or do you try to, you know, for playing <laughs> 10 years now, do you just kind of like, give me anything, give me anything? Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to, uh, you, you can't really like pick, uh, like scale your run in the way that you you might in another kind of game. Like you, you don't get to pick like a specific build or anything like that right, most right. of the time. 
Um, but in terms of like the, the, you know, there's different ways to play the game. Like a lot of people on Twitch that are quite prominent play to win as often as possible and build like these insanely impressive streaks where they win like 500 games in a row or something like that, which is really uh, amazing and, and demonstrates like a mastery of the game. Um, which again, you're not seeing on the screen right now because <laughs> this is from a, a co-op stream. But um, and then like I, I'm kind of like uh, I'm on the other side of that where I don't really worry about like my actual level of proficiency. Like I'll take items that might actually make the run less powerful, but it, they'll introduce some kind of like new mechanic I've never seen before. Like maybe instead of uh, you know just shots that explode and do a bunch of damage, you can get like an effect that makes your shots pendulum so they like go out and then they come back to where they started so yeah. you've constantly like got to dodge your own shots and stuff like that to avoid being hit so i i, I try to build in in like for entertainment value because i i don't think i can compete on the proficiency level sure sure with the isaac community tight knit kind of has its own niches within it like where how would you describe it i think it's kind of uh it it's strange there are some people that uh, in, in the Isaac community that are like super into the lore of the game. There really is like a, a macabre story at the heart of it about like this broken family and, you know, th how the actual game mechanics fit into that. You know, there's cutscenes depending on the ending that you get that will reveal lore and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's people like me that are just completely like obsessed with the mechanics and, and even just skip over the emotional core of the game <laughs> constantly. <laughs> so sure. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, kind of neat in the sense that it's a game that has different stuff for different people. Like I, you can become obsessed with it mechanically and play it forever, or you can just be like, I'm interested in finding out the mystery of like what happened to Isaac's dad or something like that. Like it's, it, it's got that kind of like, you know, game theory type stuff on the one side that, that a lot of the community is into and has never really struck me, but then uh, definitely on the other side, there are a lot of people that are just obsessed with, the minutia of oh this is a this should be a twenty three percent fire rate increase but actually it's eighteen and a half percent and like we got to talk about this and et cetera et cetera yeah yeah uh, the I mean the basic if I'm not mistaken uh, from the first one the basic gist of the story is uh, Isaac's Isaac lived with his mother and she was a very religious person and one day God told her to kill Isaac and so Isaac hid under his bed and then eventually like you see the levels of of the first few levels of Isaac is like the basement and then like, you know, uh, caves and stuff like that. You just keep going down levels and levels underneath your bed, I believe. I think that's true, but honestly, like I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like yeah. I've, I've what seen, the, uh, uh, that's what drew me to it. I, I love games with like, uh, irreverenced, uh, you know, religious overtones, like, like, uh, um, blasphemy or blasphemous, yeah. like that kind of yeah. stuff. Like I I I jive with those kind of games, you know. Yeah. Slayer. There you go. And uh, there, there's a lot of that in Isaac too. Like some of the things you can choose whether you're gonna go like take these deals with the devil that cost you your HP, so they make it more likely you're gonna die. But they tend to be like very powerful items, particularly for killing enemies. Or you can ignore those, and there's like angelic items that are more. It, it can still be like good for defense, but you get them for free, and you know they're. Based on the path that you chose, I mean, there, there's like endless amounts of, of divergence that you can get, basically. Yeah. I got to ask now, NL, what, what is the NL version of the story of Binding of Isaac? Put oh, you man. On the spot. Okay. So, like, 
to paraphrase, <laughs> um, yeah. So Isaac uh, lives alone with his mom. The 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 dad has left for uh, some reason. May, maybe he had his reasons. Maybe he was forced out. It's a little cloudy. Um, but yeah, uh, Isaac's mom blames Isaac for the father leaving, and as a coping mechanism, she turns to like televangelists, and then this leads to some kind of delirium or mania where uh she thinks that the only way to save her son's soul is actually to kill him uh and then you're kind of escaping but also this might entirely take place within your mind or or maybe like your life flashing before your eyes before you actually die and uh that that's the stuff that i leave up to like matt pat and I just I just focus on <laughs> trying not to forget anything on the floor. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Um, what's uh, with, with the latest release? I'm sure you're getting a lot of uh, new folks to kind of the Isaac community and people that have never seen the game. What's like the the piece of advice you give them for just starting out in Isaac? Um, I think uh, I I think you guys are right when you say it's it's a really complex game to get started with. It's, like. It's been built on top of itself for, you know, seven or eight years now. So I think you just got to take it super slow. And the the number one thing I guess I would say is like, I, I think you got to kind of ignore some of chat to some extent, because even as someone who's played so much, like I get overwhelmed with the stuff that comes up. You got to remember, hey, do this, do this. You, you got to drop something here so that you can come back and get it later. And, you know, I, I think... It, as cliche as it is, like ignoring all that like min max stuff when you're brand new mm. and just focusing on like, you know, having fun with the game. And if something looks like it'll be cool or you've never taken it before, then take it. Because if you if you leave it up to like a referendum, people are just going to they're going to try to cut all the fat off and just give you like, in my opinion, like the least fun experience of, of all time. <laughs> sure. Focused exclusively on on doing as well as possible. So I think, well, uh, also, you know, you just taking it day by joys. day. Yeah, you won't have the joys of things like like getting Ipecac for the first time and just killing yourself immediately. Like Yeah, exactly. That's the shit. I that's, think that's, that's, that's what it's the all fun about. Shit. You're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> um on stream, or on screen rather. Uh this has been co-op. This is is this new in the, the most recent update, or is this co-op been around for a while? Yeah, so this this is new for repentance. Um it's it's not true online co-op, like you have to use Steam remote play. Uh, oh, to make okay. it work online, but it—I mean, as long as if you've used Steam Remote Play, you know that it, it's basically kind of—it all comes down to your internet connection. So if you're—if you got somebody with a, a strong internet connection, it's like very low latency. You, you notice it a little bit, but it, it's a neat way to play Isaac for sure. I, I should clarify: like this is co-op in this way was just added. It used to be like almost Super Mario Galaxy type, where like yeah, one was person was a lame. character. Yeah, one person was like a ghost that did like very limited amounts of damage and was just kind of like there to hang out. Um, now you can play like the way that it was actually introduced in a mod that's kind of been rolled into the the default release of the game now, um, where you can play as like the same character or you could play as two completely different characters. And it's neat as well because you uh, you you get into this almost like social aspect. Like you can see right there, there's only one item, but there's two people and you don't share the items that you get. So you got to argue about like oh this would work better on you this that you can't take this you can't handle it like you you won't be able to survive you'll kill yourself with it for sure so let me take it sure or you can get like 
Sometimes there's item rooms where you get like a choice of two items. But if you have two people and you're well coordinated, you can walk into them at the same time and then you both get to pick them up. So it, it adds some neat wrinkles that are that are actually really cool. I think it adds a lot of depth to the game for sure. Yeah. And you can't drop items, can you? Uh, you can drop like active items. Every, every character can hold one active item that gets like a charge when you kill enemies and, and clear rooms. So you can kind of swap those around a bit, but most of the items in the game are passives and yeah, you can't, once you get them, you're, you're stuck with them for better and for worse. Gotcha. Uh, when it comes to streaming and, and making content around a game for 10 years, what, uh, like, I got to think you got to take breaks from that, right? Like you got to do other things, but like, how, how have you balanced that over time? Or do you just, you're just like fuck it. I love Isaac this much. Like, where, where is your your? Is that where you're at? Is that? Yeah, I, it, I I've had like a. I don't. I'm sure everybody that's been in the business for a long time has gone through kind of like a an evolution, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally, like when Isaac kind of hit for me in 2011, 2012, I was like, well, now that I've like got an audience, I'm never going to give them a reason to leave. So if you like Isaac, then I'm going to make like two videos a day. They're always going to be there. And like, I don't want anybody to get out of the habit of like checking my YouTube channel to see what's going on. Um, And I think like there's there's some truth to that, especially like when you're kind of starting out. But then you're giving people a reason to leave five years later when they get bored of the game and (laughs) they no longer want They like maybe they like your personality, but they're sick of seeing this game for the 10,000th time. (laughs) Um, right. but even still, like I, I've, I've released like a new bespoke, like special for YouTube episode of Isaac every day, like without a single break since like 2013 or 2012. What's bespoke? A bespoke, um, made, made specially <laughs> for. Okay. So like you. some of the stuff I, I make comes from Twitch and is like sliced up for YouTube, but this is like, I sit down and I hit record and then put it up on, on YouTube. So there's always been something new for like the Isaac fans. And I think like, I mean, the, the hard part was like for the three years that no DLC came out. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. just playing the same version of the game every day for three years. And, uh, you know, it, it, that got a little old for sure. But the, the release valve for that is just that I also play like a ton of other stuff. Other like stuff, I think yeah. my, yeah, my, my, like my, the reason I've been able to be dedicated towards Isaac you know, for that length of time for better and for worse is because like, I also play, I, I basically don't like played long games apart from Isaac. So I, I sacrificed like that sort of niche that I could, could dabble into. And instead I'm just like, Hey, you know, a new uh, driving simulator just came out on steam or like, there's a game where you can take like a real driving test. So I'll try that for an hour. And if it works then good. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't, but uh, there, you know, I, it, it's been, surprisingly easy i think i just you know as you can tell maybe i like to hear myself talk so that that was a <laughs> it, it was more frictionless than it could have been sure uh tomorrow isaac ceases to exist you can no longer play isaac what do you, what's yeah. your main game what do you play it'd be a, an adjustment period <laughs> <laughs> for sure because it's like the way i look at at isaac is especially like now it's like insanely like it does really well because the DLC just came out and there's this audience that's been around for a decade that is like filtering back and then filtering out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would have like a main game. It's it's nice to have something like that to fill gaps, but the, the streams where I have the most fun are when I can take like an hour before the stream and be like, okay, here's like four 
wacky games that came out recently and I'll like play them all uh, on stream today for an hour and a half each. And, you know, some of them are going to be great and some of them, you know, maybe won't work that well for streaming. But those are the most those are the most fun, I think. But obviously you can't do that uh, every day for the rest of your life or you'll go insane. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, I think one of the, the things that definitely separates you from uh, a lot of different content creators out there is your your schedule is very regimented and you seem to stick by it uh, very much so. Uh, I even encountered that in scheduling the show where he was like, ah, I don't know if I could swing it. I don't know. I got, it's yeah, it's an hour, an hour off from my, off. from my normal start. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, what was that just, uh, like a learned skill? Was that ingrained uh, to you in your childhood? Like, where did that idea of, uh, you know, like sticking to a schedule, whereas a lot of content creators, I say the word schedule and they like shriek in fear, right? Like, so <laughs> where did that come from? Uh, I think there's a there's a few things, especially like over time. Uh, one of them is just that uh, I, I always thought, you know, even in the early days that consistency would would be important, especially I think, you know, on YouTube, if, if your videos are great, I think you can really get away with, you know, you can publish twice a month and then you could publish eight times next month. And then, you know, if you're making great videos, I don't think it matters, but uh on on stream especially i think it's important to start at the time you're going to start and and at least like around the time that you say you're going to end or later yeah um just to i i kind of i guess i took inspiration from like like tv shows you know if you wanted to watch like the simpsons in the year 2000 you didn't just leave the channel on and like hope that at 1 13 p.m it would be on you know it was on at like 4 p.m every day or 8 p.m every sunday or whatever um but then later, like now, especially, I, I think what what separates me is I really don't have days where I like go long. It's mostly because we had our first kid in September, and you know, especially with with COVID, there's no help, right? Like my my right. in laws live, you know, elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I right now even to do the stream an hour early, like my wife's picking up a little bit of the slack that I normally would have picked up in the morning before my stream. And then, you know, I like to finish as close to my like ending time as possible so that I can pick up the baby from her and then she can stream after me as well or, or really do whatever she wants to do just to, to split the, the load as much as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kid throws a wrench. Uh, oh, I hear that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 I cut off every day. It's 4 p.m. Yeah. It's like every yeah. can't go past. It doesn't matter what. Oh, you want to do this big sponsor thing? It's from. Four nope. Yeah. As someone who's on the receiving end of those Slack messages, it's like, JP, I really got to go at 4 p.m. today. I know fucking around. If you go three minutes over, I got a hard out, motherfucker. (laughs) TikTok, bitch, it's 401. I got to go. Let's do (laughs) shout Yeah. No, I know. I know how that goes. Um, Well, what about about some of the other stuff that you do play on stream? Like, what, what have you... Community-wise, what have you ventured into that you uh, were a little bit shocked to see do well on the channel or or do bad on the channel that otherwise you thought was going to do well? Well, I guess to start with the bad, and, and I know we've got, like, you know, different viewpoints here for sure, like different experiences. But, yeah. like, long story-driven stuff for me never does well. And oftentimes I, I find myself, like, kind of – losing interest as it goes along as well like the first couple of streams of something triple a that's got an interesting story usually like do pretty well and i'm interested and then you hit that that part of the middle that's a little bit more grindy and i just like the audience is out i'm out like i don't i don't think it's what 
people watch me for. Sure. So I played Death Stranding. Admittedly, <laughs> it was like it was like two years after it came out, but it was like I I was very open. I was like, this is going to be a trial period for like new story stuff. It's the kind of weirdness that's like up my alley, and you know, you're just bantering the whole time because you're walking or riding your yeah. motorcycle around, and I just like just like lost enthusiasm for it super quickly. So I think that's something that's a little unusual to to like stick. (laughs) It's not, it's not a little experiment for sure, but like, I I mean, I've, I've played like, like I've played Skyrim and I played uh, like the Witcher three. And I think because of the fact that I like, especially versus a lot of streamers, like back in the day, I used to cut my work like 50, 50 YouTube and Twitch. So it's changed now to maybe like 80%. Twitch 20% YouTube, but when you're streaming like 20 hours a week or 15 hours a week and you want to play The Witcher, that's like it's like a month-long commitment with no side quests, and it just like loses a lot of it loses a lot of steam for sure. Yeah. And then the stuff that does really well for me usually is just random, like I'm I'm trying to think they're not like meme games from Steam, but just unique stuff. Like I maybe uh, you guys have heard of this game called Say No More that that came out maybe three weeks ago. It's a, uh, a basically like a comedy narrative adventure game about learning how to like say no in the workplace. And it's like two hours long. It's, it's very funny. And like that did super well. And you know, there's this it's other, on my uh, wish list. It's, it's really good. I w- and it's short. Like I would recommend it for sure. And there was this game called King of retail. That is like a, it's a oh, tycoon God, style Sips game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like you make your own business and it's a little jank, but it's jank in like uh funny ways. So I think like stuff where like I can put my own spin on it instead of just like being along for the ride works well. And then the the ultimate surprise was like when I started playing chess on Twitch and I like I was a, a competitive chess player in middle school and then I washed out because it was frustrating and uh yeah, hold on. You know, I got a question for that because I know I wanted to, I was waiting to get to this. When you say okay. competitive S player in middle school. What, yeah. What do you mean by competitive? Like you went to like he was ranked tournaments. Yeah. Like, oh, so you were ranked and, and all that. Chess okay. Federation or whatever. The fuck Basically. Yeah. Like, like I played, um, I started playing in like our school tournaments and then I did really well. And then when you win like your school tournament, you go to the regional, uh, tournament or like the County tournament and then you do well. Sure. Um, so, and I, I played in like Monday nights for like three or four years from, 6 to like 11 p.m. I would go to the local chess club in my hometown. There were, you know, people from ages like 8 to to 75 and you'd play in these like 3 month long tournaments and stuff like that. So like it, it was pretty serious. Like I I wasn't particularly good by like uh, you know, like a national standards, but I was I was doing pretty well at our version of like statewide competitions and stuff. But then like, there back then there was no like reward like I, it, as as bad as it sounds, like you already, you know, I'm in middle school. Like I'm trying to cultivate some sort of like social life. Maybe it's not like try to look cool. This was not cool back then. You know, there was no Queen's Gambit on yeah. on Netflix. And the most prize money I ever won was like uh, I won sixty bucks at a tournament in like 2002. So that it things have changed to like an extreme degree. I was very hesitant to ever. Uh, to ever play it on Twitch, I thought it would be like mega boring, but actually it was, it's been really good. Like people really like it. What, what is like the chess community? Like, do you see a lot of, uh, does your community and the chess community like vibe with one another? I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, 
Is there a lot of crossover between the binding of Isaac community and the chess community? <laughs> I think it's like um, the, the chess community on Twitch is like, I mean, there's like, it, it's the same with anything, I think. There's like those old guard purists who are like, I hate the fact that this is getting popular in online communities because, you know, it, it used to be serious. People used to care about like watching artistic chess and like two hour long matches between two people whose brains are so big, like you can't comprehend what they're doing. You need, <laughs> like, you need super computers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, So now there's like a little bit of like, there's some meme aspects going on with it, which is cool. And I think like the chess community is is kind of being integrated with the overall streaming community. You know, there's not only is there, um, you know, fun little tournaments like PogChamps and stuff like that, but they're even getting in on having their own bespoke drama and stuff like that. So it's uh, it, it's really becoming the sort of thing that is is integrated with this landscape, I think, and and people are uh, people are vibing with it, I think. Yeah, it, it's one, definitely seen an explosion. Yeah. One thing that is kind of interesting is noticing that, like, the people that got big, the, the big creators kind of moved to chess. And a lot yeah. of people that were relatively unknown in the chess world have now been like pushed up to that level in some ways. And now their drama is becoming like everyone's drama. Where it's like normally yeah. they would probably just do their own little thing in the chess community. Now it's like top of live stream fails. Like this guy's DMCAing people. And can you believe what this yeah. guy said about this person? And, and this guy said there's something about his tactics. How dare he? And it's just like... <laughs> I can only imagine what it must be like for them to get all of a sudden pulled into this world where it's like, you know, you're being watched by literally thousands and thousands of more pairs of eyes that are just dripping for drama. So, yeah. Oh, and yeah, they used to be in like a little bubble where like, like in the, in the nineties and the two thousands, nobody cared about anything, you know, I shouldn't say that, but like the chin, (laughs) nobody, if they were like, oh, you know, man, like, listen, that was the grunge, like angsty, like shit, like everything sucks period for sure. (laughs) I, there would still, I'm sure there was drama. I mean, obviously, like back in the 70s or whatever, when, you know, the USSR and the US were playing in like these yeah. matches that were meant to be like emblematic of the Cold War and stuff like that. But like in the 90s and 2000s, if you were like, hey, this chess international master like said something, you'd be like, no, literally nobody cares outside of like, <laughs> I don't know, eight people that are that are kind of in that little niche. But nowadays, like like you said, it's, you know. It, for better and for worse, they've got the they've got the stream vibe where they they've got to be careful what they say for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you listen to One Night in Bangkok to get pumped up before a chess match? So I honestly I didn't know until like two weeks ago that that was a song about chess. Song <laughs> musical chess, yeah. I, I had no idea. Hold yeah, on, I, I hold only, on. it was a flop what? of a musical, but that song actually broke out of it and became like I don't know semi popular in the eighties. Yeah. I think 80s. I only knew, I know they played it in like The Hangover 2. That was the only thing I knew about the song until a couple, uh, until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's a chess song. Huh. Who knew? This is another thing that's really fun about playing chess on stream is that like, instead of going up against people whose names are like, you know, offensive or, you know, just memes, you're playing against Janton 1951 here. It was just, he looks like a nice uh, (laughs) older gentleman from Spain. And I wish I could zoom out. His uh, his little photo right there. <laughs> yeah, just looks like a nice guy. Probably never heard of Twitch. Not well, there's a photo. I, I hope not. Yeah. Oh, right there. there. Oh, right by the yeah. head. Yeah, I get it. Okay. It was funny it. though. He's just doing that for cred. The second you get him on the mic, he's like, "You mother! <laughs> how dare you!" <laughs> just like going like, <laughs> "Oh man, that would." Oh God, in my fa- in my fantasies, like playing chess against someone online is like playing like Call of Duty. 
and just hearing people just like use the worst awfulest language. It's like when they're playing chess, calling you names for moving pawns there, knights here. Dude, there's real oh. toxicity in the in the chess community, and oh, not yeah. just like online. Like, I, I apologize to my audience because they've heard me tell this like ten times. But <laughs> when I was 13, I was playing in a tournament at our chess club. You know, you got 90 minutes per side. So you're going to be there all night, basically. I was playing against a guy who was in his 50s and maybe five or ten moves into the game. I took one of his pieces like he just blundered a knight away or something like that. And he just like stood up and looked me dead in the face and was like, I don't even know why I come to these effing things anymore anyway. And just walked out and like let, I had to wait until his clock went down to zero before I could even get up from the board because I was like, this guy's going to come back. I'm going to leave and he's going to come back and win on time or something like that. So it was, uh, and I was just like yeah. a little kid. Like it was, uh, it, it's wild out there. Yeah. It I was it do, kind of funny, but. Yeah. It, it, I didn't do the, I didn't say the exact same thing, but it, it was scarily similar to the last, the very last magic tournament that I went to in person. <laughs> like I'm sitting there, I'm, th- you know, I'm 30, four whatever years old and i'm sitting there and across from like you know a 12 13 year old kid and he just he just stomping me and i'm like i just get up and i'm like i don't want to play anymore and i just left i just left the the entire tournament i was like i'm out of this no i I took no i took the deck it was a sealed deck it was like uh, a sealed deck where you where you pick out cards from a booster pack or whatever and uh i got up and i was just like I don't want to play anymore. Dude. I'm out. I wasn't oh mad at Lord, the kid. I was mad at myself because, like, I had gotten out of practice. I'm, I'm probably growing a lot dumber. Like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know the strategies anymore. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it really stung, man. Like, hearing your story, I'm like, this, this little kid genius, like, made me <laughs> feel like I was a little diaper baby, and I just pooped my pants. <laughs> And the older you get, the the more I relate. I'm like, this kid's got nothing to do but study chess or or magic or whatever. I got like responsibilities that I gotta. There's no way. How am I supposed to compete with like an 11 year old kid on summer Dude, vacation? Like, it's impossible. Zeke, you you beat me to the magic story. I was gonna say there was this place near me called the Magic Place, and I went in there for a tournament at like 14, and I was playing this dude who was like he was he had his buddies there. It was like this big guy like probably like mm-hmm. mid 30s or something he's sitting there you know we're playing this thing and i am like trouncing him and i have a full black deck at the time like there's not a huge amount of expansion it's got like singer vampires and nightmares and like i'm, I'm playing all these cards and dude this guy gets up mid thing and he and he doesn't say a word and he walks to, like walks over to the person that's officiating it who's sitting between us leans down he goes this kid's deck is trash i don't i don't i don't want to play against this wow and, and i was just sitting there like like and, and he walks back. He's like, nobody plays a black deck. I mean, obviously, you know these, these. I mean, this is this is what you play if you're trying to like power game the system. We're just trying to have fun here. I'm just like, this is a tournament. So I didn't know <laughs> that Cohen Zeke met like years ago. That's crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he got he got so pissed off, and he like he like ended up throwing the game and just like stood up and walked away. And his, his took took his buddies like, come on, let's get out of here. This is this is so dumb. Like, and, and, and it was like. I didn't even do anything. I was just like playing. I, didn't, I wasn't even doing any strategies. I was just like, here's well, a vampire the, nightmare. The other thing is like <laughs> kids. I, I know I was guilty of it. Uh, Cause I, I know I was guilty of it, but 
kids are really bad at being humble or gracious winners and shit like that. So when they're trouncing you, they're trying not to like, you know, they're sitting there <laughs> yeah. like, I got you, but they're trying not so, to. They're really so you were the ones very the, poorly. The kid didn't have <laughs> mental trauma. It was you. You had mental trauma as this like 13 year old was shit talking. Is that what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Looking right. back, I, I may have been like, oh, and here's another singer vampire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. what you gonna do, bitch? You know, there what we I, go. I mean, maybe, that's the real story. That's the I, real I don't story. really remember, but yeah. it was, you know, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And every time they remind you about like whatever uh, uh, ping damage that like happens like at the end of your turn or whatever, like, oh, uh, take one off, take one health point off for the ping of this of that card. <laughs> And you're just like, I'll fucking ping you out the fucking window, kid. I can physically eat you. I could eat you right now. I, I, one like, random I mean, when you're mad, you think of weird Sure. Things. Yeah, no, I, I don't have, I don't rage at all at games, so I don't say that shit. <laughs> just, just random side thing. I'll never forget about those tournaments. There was this guy that would go around to the tables, and he had one of those, uh, like, the, not a, it's not a protractor, but it was like a straight edge like this. And he would go around to the tables, and every like he would randomly just watch games and then whenever whenever he'd want to he'd like spring into action like one of those tennis guys that run across the thing and he put it up <laughs> against tapped land and he'd be like okay and if the tap wasn't perfectly <laughs> over then he'd walk over and he'd be like one life off that player wow <laughs> what the fuck so great everybody in the tournament you had to tap it perfectly 90 degrees and this little dude would just like walk around with this little this little straight edge he just fly in just like you know check it yeah, okay, right there. Minus one, minus one life on him. <laughs> it's 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 the mall cop thing. It's like you give an yeah. average Joe a little bit of authority. Like, yeah, um, some people just let it go to their head. It became a fucking tyrant in the magic scene. That's just wild, wild. Uh, so we went off on a tangent. NL, back to you. Yeah, back. I to play you. a lot of magic, so like I'm I'm loving this because I <laughs> my community knows like whenever I talk about magic, I'm like great game. You meet a lot of characters if, if you play it in person. Yeah. You meet a lot of people who will, you know, you'll have a lot of stories. Did you play any of the the online version at all? Uh, I played the, I, I got a little into Magic Online before uh, Arena. Mm. Maybe in like 2015 or 2016. Really? How could you stomach it? It was so I was just, I, I had gotten, I got bit by the bug so hard that I was like, yeah, $15 oh, okay. per draft to get virtual cards on this like 1996 <laughs> app. Like it seems perfectly reasonable to me. And then I I got out of that. I played a little Magic Duels, which was like the, the precursor to Arena that never really mm. quite found its footing. But yeah. I, I played the smallest amount of Arena, but it seems like they finally more or less got it, got it right. Yeah, it is absolutely. It's it's almost perfect. Like it's it's as good as you can get, uh, without you know paper cards and stuff like that. It's like I, I if you liked Magic back in the day, I can I can couldn't recommend it more. It's a lot of fun. However, it's dangerous. Wa watch your wallet. Yeah, it's dangerous. yeah. I, I don't even play Magic that much. I've done a handful of sponsored <laughs> streams for them, and I was into the sponsor team. It's like I could probably just take that money and turn it into cards, right? Like that's okay. <laughs> that's a normal thing to do. Is just buy some more packs. Who cares? Well, I don't know if you guys have like the same thing happening, but like the older I get, the less I want to play against other people online. No, like, when I was a teenager, suck. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Kid, when kid I was a teenager, I just like I loved playing games online because your reflexes are like 
so honed and you got nothing but time for the most part. And I, you would just easily beat people. Now that I'm older and I, especially in a game like even chess, but you know, like a card game is the worst. Uh, when I lose to somebody, I'm like, I hate you and I hate <laughs> this and I hate me a little bit. Like, I don't know if you spend more money or you're just smarter or you, there's always an excuse, right? Like, oh, you spend, oh, net decked, you net decked the tier one net deck. I, I have honor. I only net deck at tier two or below or something like that. Oh, self found, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it hurt. It hurts. I now I'm like that's why I, I pivoted off of magic to like slay the spire because I'm like oh if I lose to the computer I whatever you know I can live with that. It's not like when I lose to the computer there's somebody out there going like hey you you know I'm better than this person ha 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 yeah yeah dude how are we not best friends like we should be best friends <laughs> it's a great like, game you're saying <laughs> all the games and stuff like all everything you've said I'm just like yeah 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 we should get bunk beds <laughs> jeez jeez no i'm with you of, of removing i say that i'm with you in terms of removing the social element and then i play like 100 hours of dota in two weeks and yeah, i was I'm gonna like, say yeah i just make bad decisions that's that's ultimately what just don't play dota that's I well because when it, you're chasing that dragon right like when you beat somebody else in a game like that you're like i'm smarter than you oh totally yeah. And empirically, this proves it. So, yeah, yeah. like, it feels great. A hundred percent. When you kill someone with Axe's ult, you feel like a god. And then you do it again, and it's just you're closer to becoming that god. And then a third time in a row, and, like, three seconds later, you actually become a god. And then the next game, you feel like an absolute trash bag, and you're listening to the mm -hmm. fucking fireworks Katy Perry song while, like, crying. <laughs> and it's just the highs and lows of Dota are... It's not good. It's not good. Uh, oh, when was the last time you played? You picked up Slay the Spire. Is it is it recently or is it? So I played. I I beat Ascension twenty as all of the three characters who were in the game uh, mm -hmm. at the time when the Watcher came out. I was like, I just don't have the the conviction to start from zero and learn like the hard lessons that you need to learn. But then I picked it up on on Game Pass uh, on the Xbox because I was like, I you know I need something to play on this because there's literally like no games so uh and then i uh i started playing again and i've been having like a pretty good time but but much less hardcore than than before mm. yeah that's it, you just exactly what i did i did all ascension 20 with all three characters um and it was just a great game because it's one of those turn-based ones that you can just you know pick up play put it back down again come back to it whatever yep. so i've got many many hours i've got like well and it's I, I hate say it's a, it says 1100 in steam i'm not i'm not upset about it <laughs> it's just i have to let you guys know like i leave the games on like games like this that i play offline mm -hmm. like that there's probably like five days worth of like hours that i just left it on overnight or something like that yeah so but i have many many multiple hours in the in the game yeah. um you got me beat on that and, one i only have 670 yeah. so okay Dick's the better one but here. like i said like i left it on so yeah. Maybe maybe it's more similar to that, but sorry. I I just loved I loved that game. It was a great game and I, I played obviously a ton of it and I'm just wondering if they had new shit that made me would make me want to go back to it. Are they done like making stuff for that game? Have they moved on to another project or they're finally releasing a, a mobile version of it. I'm not sure if it's oh, out that's yet. That's dangerous. Yeah, people were were asking for it for, for a long time. I know like I think it's made in, in java so it's kind of like an easy thing to port to to android devices and stuff like that oh it's out oh, okay it's, out. it's been out for a year shows what i know well there you go <laughs> you can grab slay the spire on mobile now 
<laughs> last uh, kind of set of questions I have before we take a break. Um, I think these days when it comes to being a content creator, you almost have to have like a YouTube, a Twitch. Uh, most people would say like, you gotta get your Instagram. You gotta get on TikTok. You gotta do all this shit. Um, I, we don't have any of those. Don't, I don't. I was going to say, do we have to have an Instagram? I didn't get that. No, I think that's what most uh, of these 17-year-old Minecraft YouTubers would say you have to have. But anyways, Graham is is the young. It it went went, uh, MySpace, Twitter, and then the Graham. The Graham. And sometimes the the snappy shit. Or I don't know. That's correct. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I I think he's having. Are you trying to coob Instagram right now? Is that what's going on? Maybe. No, No, I think they call it the gram. Honestly, like the gram is something. Yes, that people like shorten it. I think it's the gram. Maybe. Might be right. Maybe. Anyways, what I was getting at, uh, when it comes to like the YouTube Twitch split, has that uh, like changed and and swayed more Twitch, more YouTube at times? Like, how do you? Mm What's that balancing act like for you? Because I think it's different for every creator. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's changed a lot over time for sure. Especially like the the perception that I have at least is that YouTube was like where you had to be 2000, 2006 to take it like way back yeah. to like 2013 maybe or 2014. And then it started to pull in the other direction. And then after the so-called adpocalypse happened on YouTube, so many creators basically jump ship completely from from YouTube to Twitch. Yeah. Um, but it uh, for me, it, it was kind of similar. Like I, I honestly feel like a, a lot of the reason that I'm here is just good fortune and and surprisingly lucky timing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got popular-ish on YouTube when there was relatively low amounts of competition, and by playing games that you know the the indie game ecosystem was still very much like in its infancy so all the media attention for the most part was these games you know like uh, syndicates getting remade as a first person shooter for some reason and stuff like that and like a lot of the the games that ended up becoming super popular like you know terraria for example were a little more ignored at release which obviously hasn't really happened again mm-hmm. um so i i stuck with youtube like there for a long time and then i started to introduce streaming in like 2013 which felt super late, but actually ended up being really early and good timing because it was before a lot of gaming YouTubers. And I, I, sorry, I can get away with this like on my own stream because my audience knows me, but I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like a lot of YouTubers back then were like really lazy in my opinion. And they're like, I can work like two hours a week and, and do really well. Why would I like work? 10 hours a week and do that much better when instead I could just have that time, which is valid for sure. But, you know, I was in a different place in my life where I was like, I was, I guess, hungry for it. So I started streaming more and it was like 80% YouTube, 20% Twitch. Then as time went on, like, it's really hard to cut a stream day, I think, and say like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then you just naturally kind of ask, sure, I can do things on Tuesdays. I can do things on Sundays, et cetera, et cetera. We got to like maybe 50 50 in 2020. Um, and then when we had our kid, I was like, I can't. Like, it's just literally not possible. So now that that's where I've pivoted to Twitch. Honestly, like 1090 or, or 2080, just because of the fact that, you know, the economics of it are, are better than they are on YouTube for sure. And for the time spent, you know, on YouTube, you sure. could always put out something and then 
you know, a year later, the algorithm picks it up and all of a sudden it's insanely popular. But on Twitch, kind of what you get out is or what you get is what you put in. Um, and then it's just, I don't know, it's just more fun to kind of be live in a, in a pseudo social environment than it is to, you know, sit in your cave and make a YouTube video and then you put it out and hope it does well. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So, but I did like, even, even last year I did, uh, I did TikTok actually. I've never really set up Instagram, but I, I would yeah. cut like a TikTok every single day. And I don't know if it ever contributed to growth like at all on, on Twitch, but a couple of TikToks got like one or 2 million views which was crazy for like, yeah. like oh. some of my, the most viral content I've ever made has TikTok's been on crazy. TikTok. Yeah, it's the, the amount of people or bots on it is like, it's out of control. Yeah. I still I've, do it regularly. No, I stopped uh, when we had our kid. It was really like more as we were getting close to the, the birth. I was just like, time is at it. It's really hard to like, cause I was recording a lot too. So I would record like, four or five hours a day then i would stream like five hours a day and that's a lot to begin with and then i was like oh honey sorry i'm gonna be late for dinner i've got to cut up this tiktok that like 95 percent of them get five thousand views and then like five percent of them just get sucked up into the algorithm but it really doesn't give you anything anyway right but yeah i just i, I don't know the the struggle for me and it's i i hesitate to say it because it's almost like self-aggrandizing but it's always been like being okay with working less which i think is right having a kid has been really positive because you're just forced, you're forced one way to. or the other yeah. yeah yeah i think i think any sort of uh content creators that like aren't in a relationship or don't have kids definitely don't have that pull of like hey you should work less like you should probably step yeah. the fuck away from a computer every once in a while just for your own sanity and and mental yeah health. well um, i mean oh for sure and if you come from a background where you're kind of used to traditional working where it's like no matter how hard you work you're always going to get paid the same amount and then all of a sudden you're put in this position where it's like the harder you work the better the returns yeah and you know you get that feel of feeling of transience in there as well and it's just kind of like oh man like i need to do this as much as i can as hard as i can for as long as i can and yeah it's it yeah it's a it's a very addicting thing yeah, initially i think you add in chat and the idea that like people are just throwing money at you and in a best case scenario and that's like also so addicting um more so than just like i think youtube where you, you nailed what a youtube creator is like where you're recording in a dark room by yourself and then hoping that you get like that video to go viral um it's interesting watching people that are like youtube focused come over to twitch because I, I think their whole you can definitely notice their voice inflection right out of the gate. They struggle when it comes to just like long periods of nothing to say. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting time the past couple of years watching that conversion kind of happen. And now, nowadays, I think you just have to be on everything, right? Like the, the, the biggest creators in the world are on like literally everything. They have three or four editors doing everything all at once, just nonstop in your face. Um, and that's tough for sure uh, when yeah, it comes to starting out. That's actually something I wanted to ask you about. Um, are you one man uh, wrecking crew, or do you have like you uh, people you do, that do your like, like editing and, and that kind of stuff? If you want, I mean, if you can talk about it or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much solo for the most part. I, I've had a I've been really really lucky that um, like there's two people in particular I've worked with a lot over time. One of them is an artist that in 2012 like emailed me. 
out of nowhere and was like, hey, I've done thumbnails for like some other YouTubers. What if, you know, if you need some custom thumbnails, I'll do them for you. So we've been working together for like nine years now, which, which is really nice. And it, it leads to like a coherent kind of, I guess, a cohesion in, in the branding and stuff like that, which is nice. And then uh, I, I also have a, like a manager and a publicist who I met at a media event, the first media event I ever went to in like 2013. Um, so he handles like emails and, and sponsors and, and stuff like that. And, and it's been like a real load off my shoulders because otherwise I would just say no to everything or just like never check my email <laughs> and, you know, miss out on a lot. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't had an editor. Like I know a lot of people that do Twitch um, and then bring it over to YouTube. Basically, it's completely hands off. Like they stream, maybe they put like markers in the content and then somebody else clips it and exports it over like that's really appealing but i don't like there's a couple of things one is like i'm cheap i think and then the other one i don't know i just i, I like having that that kind of control but yeah i think that's certainly the thing with a lot yeah. of creators is the idea of control over your content is something that's hard to give up right and like, yeah yeah and your people are actually trust. like packaging your content and and you know that they'll do it properly and all that stuff as well yeah yeah and not get you in trouble or you don't right. have a bad day and like delete your YouTube channel from the internet or something like that. There's another, <laughs> another thing. Worst but, case yeah. scenarios, not, not commonplace, but yeah, I mean, that could happen. That's a thing to worry about yeah. for sure. Um, no, a lot I, of, I a lot of my fears in this business are irrational, which I think is, is relatable. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's this idea that I, I think we've said this, I, I think it's even in our break screen of like what the show is about. Like this could kind of all just stop tomorrow. It, you know, it, that's the fear, uh, irrational or rational. Like Twitch could just be like, all right, well, you guys can't stream anymore because video game companies don't want you streaming games anymore. They're done. They're not giving you any yeah. more free licenses. So bye. Uh, and so that fear is, is ingrained in everything that we do for sure. Um, at the back of our minds, at least. Um, so oh, definitely. Yeah. It's a little or, scary. or the more prevalent thing. And I mean, this is, this is something that kind of keeps me up at night sometimes um uh -oh. if like a mining company were to take co-carnage <laughs> it's true if there were such a thing as a co-carnage co mining co yeah mm, you gotta watch out for those mining companies they're everywhere i have trouble sleeping somewhere well yeah <laughs> luckily I, I think i my streams are better when i'm tired for, for me the, that only keeps me up like maybe once a year but like once a week is just like what if i wake up and i'm like not engaging anymore what if i wake up and i'm just like you know <laughs> We went through it. I got into investing this year and I started like talking uh -oh. about it in chat and or in on stream and chat was like, this is like, hell, I'm leaving. And I was like, oh no, this is it. This is it. Like I got to start watching more anime or I got to get into something that like chats into so I can, I can become relatable. Again. What anime did you start watching? What was the filler? Nothing. Okay, no, nothing? I'm, okay. I'm just watching Bloomberg news. I mean, it's a spiral. <laughs> Wait, are you I'm watching not, the I'm anime of Bloomberg News? Is this something I should watch? I'm I'm waking okay. up at the crack of dawn to watch commodities every morning and see what's going on with with soybean prices. Nice, nice. What are you invested in? Let's talk about it. Let's, oh, let's I would. I the... I can't go down to that. that okay, is... okay. All right. Where, did you buy? Into... Oh, oh, actually, what about crypto? Did you, you hear me? <laughs> how would you describe again? NL? How would you describe your hands? My hand? Uh-oh. Yeah, hands. Your hands. How would you describe them? 
What kind of material would you use to describe your hands? Oh, you're asking if oh. I have diamond. I don't have. I have diamond hands, but I'm not invested in diamond hands type uh, assets. So, okay, I'm, I'm really like I'm like a 90 year old guy who's just like I just I just want to buy the whole stock market and then like die without ever selling any of it. <laughs> you probably get to the end of a lot of diamond, RPGs. <laughs> you probably get to the end of a lot of RPGs with like 99 elixirs because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, like I'll just let never use anymore. a phoenix down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's no use. Anything that's a one use only thing is well, Dark Souls is like the classic example. You know, you pick up like a thousand things that are like use this to cure status effect, and you're like, no, I'll just die instead. <laughs> and then like the only thing I use is like you know Estus and humanity. There's, yeah. no, there's no other usables yeah. in Dark Souls. I don't know what you're talking about. It's just <laughs> I just call it being prepared. What if a DLC comes out? You need totally. every one of those items to conquer exactly. that DLC. And if yeah. you use any of them for the final boss fight, then, I mean, what are you going to use the DLC? And what if there's one after that? And what if they have an unannounced one? That's very true. All uh, very... You didn't use your silver coin, did you? Because that's the way you actually access the DLC, is you put the silver coin in the pool of Endariel, uh, yep. and you're like, oh, son, I got to do New Game Plus now. Right. Missed out. You missed out. <laughs> and then you say to yourself, I will never use an item again. <laughs> Ever. Uh, NL, do you have any Doge? Did you buy into the crypto? I, I do not. Okay. I, have, I do not have any Doge, okay. unfortunately. All right. No Doge. So, but I have friends who have Doge, and they hate me. Because I'm every time it goes up, it, I'm like, you should sell that and then invest it in some kind of like boring company Into that makes you know rational. suction cups. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm not going to sell. And then it goes up another 40%. And I'm like, you yeah. still should. Now you should definitely sell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was when it was like, like half a cent. So we, <laughs> it's like 80 times doge. higher. You know, we've, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, don't you have like 50,000 doge or something crazy? We've, we've like got a, an amount of doge uh, that, you know, definitely over the past weekend when it spiked at like 48 or whatever, I was staring at the phone for a long amount of time and questioning uh, <laughs> what to do with my life. And then I just kept doing maps. And as usual, as one should do, when you're playing POE, you got to continue doing maps. You can't sit in the hideout. Mm -hmm. You can't look at your phone and the Doge, the Dogecoin stock or prices. You just got to continue mapping. Uh, and so that's what I did. And then I didn't sell. And now it's back to like 30 cents. So fuck me, I guess. Uh, you can sell it and then invest it in Northern Lion Mining Corporation. Yeah, are they public? Yeah. Are, they, are they going, uh, going places? They got an IPO coming out soon? Yeah. Oh, you know what? And you should flip the script on these guys. So so go go copyright Northern Lion yeah and sneak attack them send them the letter and be like yo what's going on here i'm hey trying guys. to have a career and you guys are mining it out figuratively and literally i i we got to talk about this i think you should be like you guys need to change your name yeah, yeah like oh you were founded in like 1871 you really should have thought about this by now like <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> kind of embarrassing yeah it really is there was uh canada's weird at least my uh interaction with canada when it comes to copyright is strange so we had a show called Roleplay for a while, but in Canada, Roleplay is like a kid's toy car thing oh. or something like that. <laughs> and so we couldn't get the like full copyright uh, thing legally. We had to get like the TV version of it. And even that was TV as it pertains to like board games. We couldn't get into the world of toys, essentially. Um, so I, yeah. I think Canada is just on top of everything when it comes to the, you know, 
copyright it, it, game. Honestly, it beats me. But that it's very scary for me to hear that, that we protect our trademarks like that because it probably makes my case that much weaker. But yeah, you might. You know. Well, I don't know what happens when you when you go Canada versus Canada, right? This is only U.S. versus Canada, so <laughs> right. Yeah, they, yeah, we play favorites that way. It, it might. It might have been. It might have been. Yeah. When it comes to stuff like that, it's the only time that I'm like, thank you underscore. Oh underscore. yeah, there you go. <laughs> like is is. I get everything. Like I get all the like Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Like I'm good on that. Like all my gamer tags, every single fucking thing that I register for. It's like that's the only time that I'm like that underscore is probably what's responsible for that. Yeah. Yeah. Easy to secure. Uh, well, cool. I think we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back and uh, talk a little bit of news because there definitely has been some in the past week. And then uh, get into whatever me and Co and Zeke have been playing and some other stuff maybe outside of the the Isaac world that uh, NL has been playing. So uh, we'll take about a five or six minute break. We'll come back and uh, continue along with Drop Frames right after this. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in just a bit. Welcome back, everyone. Going into the second half here of Drop Frames. Let's talk a little bit of news. Where to begin? Uh, Amazon canceled the Lord of the Rings MMO. Amazon can't actually put out a game, it seems. Uh, they're just <laughs> struggling with their uh, their game department. Um, I don't know if it actually came out why. I, oh, it, was, it had to do... Uh, they canceled it because Tencent uh, was having some issues with it, I, I guess. Um, so I don't know if that was like a licensing thing or if they wanted to change the source material, etc. But there's no new Lord of the Rings MMO. Does that impact any of you? Do any of you care about the Lord of the Rings MMO? And Ellie, you a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Where are you at with this? I like the the I read the books when I was younger and I, I yeah. watched the movies again, like, you know, when we when we had our kid and I was up at four in the morning and just needed something to to pass the time. But I this might blow your mind. I've never played an mmo in in my entire life you're probably and, better uh, for it i feel like i missed it right like i, I missed the golden age so I, the more lord of the Rings stuff that comes out the happier i am but this is one i probably would have would have passed on anyway i guess yeah yeah i think it's it's just one of those things where you, you look at kind of the history of amazon and its games department of over the past whatever year or two years or so with like new world. And then I think, didn't they have another game that they were working on? They just like flat out canceled or something. Was it crucible or, or something similar? Yeah, right? Or like, I guess crucible uh, came out and then they like said, Oh, this didn't go well. We're just going to kill it or something like that. Yeah. It's, they're having a tough time over there at Amazon games. New world, I think is still a thing that will exist. They they've changed it. Um, and I think that's going to be coming up here in the next year or so, but Lord the, of the Rings almost I mean, out. Did, the, did it have a name or was it just Lord of the Rings MMO? I think it was just Lord of the Rings MMO. Uh, the, Amazon okay. was doing it because they've got their uh, TV show coming out. Um, and so they wanted to have that like brand synergy, synergy or whatever. Um, they've also spent like an astronomical amount on uh, on that Lord of the Rings TV show. I, I want to say it's yeah. like $650 million or something. It was the reported budget uh, for season one. Just, that's just staggering that's just <laughs> an insane amount of money to spend on anything uh, okay i i forgive me but this is I, I didn't even know that that was happening yeah so is are they making up new stories nope nope they're i think they're doing a lot of the what is the first book called the sim, similar fellowship. fellowship of the ring 
No, no, the like the one that predates all of that. Nonsense. The Silmarillion. Yeah, the Silmarillion. Oh man, I think that's what they're pulling from. Wow, I'm not sure. Yeah, so a lot of elf, a lot of a lot of silly nonsense probably in that, but <laughs> no MMO. Uh, I love being a nerd in the nerd culture that looks down on other nerds. Like every every <laughs> single section of nerddom looks down on other nerds for being too nerdy. Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you're fucking elves and shit. It's like, dude, <laughs> you have superhero figurines. Like, <laughs> they're not like superheroes. Toy. Yeah, the... They're real to me, okay? Elves are fake. <laughs> Name an elf. They don't exist. <laughs> <That's> exactly... Okay? <laughs> I love it. Jeez. God. What else yeah. is out there? But every, I mean, it's not, it's not just, I mean, I think, I think it would be. I don't think it would be overstating to say 99% of nerds look down on some other faction oh, of nerds. Hey, I play nerd chess, but at least I don't like paint Warhammer miniatures. Like, can you imagine <laughs> yeah. what God. that would be like? Like that would, that's just a waste of money. Is what that is. That's so expensive. Yeah. Well, and maybe, Painting. maybe look down on is too harsh of a word. Like it's just, it's, it's, there's a line of weirdness. Like anime is, is I like I I opened like I cracked open the door to see Anime Land and I kind of peeked in I went this isn't my door I'm I'm gonna go there's, there's other doors down that way I think I I got the wrong room <laughs> that's what I did with furries yeah yeah all right just went, no that's the wrong room that's I'm not, glad they're that's having the fun room. in there sounds like a fun room there's a lot of the sound of, and and fun but you know I'm yeah thanks now my um, favorite to, down to the about the, the Amazon front desk. <laughs> about the amazon mmo yeah it's it's so funny to think about that because like they announced it years ago yeah so i just Two get this ago, image yeah. of like you know this this amazon executive like walking into this giant development place it's like okay you know show me what you got and they're like oh well, we've been working for two years on it you know they spin the monitor around and he just looks at it, he's just like nope shut it down all of it turn off the lights we're done uh, did y'all not see Crucible? Nope. We get we had game New World nine months. We don't even know about that. Nope. Shut it all down. You're all fired. All right. Let's go make some soap or something. Yeah. It's sad because we we joke about it. that meeting probably happened in that some form. Probably happened in some form, Absolutely. right? Like they saw what they were working on. They're like, shut the fuck down. Let's go into the TV show. Like we need the budget. Dude, they had been working on that. It had been years, right? I want to say years? two years. I think since they yeah. had announced it, and we yeah. didn't even see a screenshot. Like they, they, nothing, there was nothing about this project except the only news we ever got is that it was canceled. Yeah. It must've been terrible. But I think that's like the dream as a game dev, right? Like you get to work on a game, you get paid for a couple of years and then you don't get like cyber bullied when it comes out. That's <laughs> maybe like, maybe in this day and age, maybe they traded that. Especially yeah. if it was a bad Lord of the, to think like the Lord yeah. of the Ring. God. Yeah. I heard they're very violent people. A lot of elves. They have. They, they, yes, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of dwarven and elf, you know, influenced violence would yeah. have just poured down upon them. It, it, yeah. Oh man. Oof. Could be bad. It could be bad. Yeah. It, it, you joke about that Northern line, but I'm, I wonder how much that factors into a lot of things these days. Like, thank God we don't have to like deal with this on social media. Like they just canceled it before yeah. it went out. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, that probably crossed someone's mind for sure. Um, what else do we got out there? Uh, Jason Schreier apparently confirmed that there is a Coda remake uh, in development <laughs> at Asper Media. Just it's like this story won't die. 
Yeah. It's like every three months, it's like, hey, did you know there's a coder game in development? Yeah. And then it's like a news thing for like a week, and then it goes away. This is this is like the fifth time this has happened, and I keep getting pinged on it. Like, hey, code, there's a new coder being made. I knew the last four times they mentioned it. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> we get it. A remake, though, make a new one. Well, <laughs> I mean, you got to see that that there's still interest, right, in the IP before they devote money to it. That's the whole... uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. That I mean, I think... it, it it makes sense, but like, and I, I used to say that a lot, and I think I still believe that that that's true. But also, it, it's I'm starting to just think that these are all just cash grabs. <laughs> the if they're the good day. enough, yeah, yeah. If they're good fine. enough, yeah. yeah like, yeah. De- dude, Demon Souls, phenomenal cash grab. Like, oh man, Demon Souls was fantastic. Um, the Diablo 2 remake that's coming out soon looks to be very good. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, as long as the remake's good, then grab away, my my dev dudes. You know, like, it's totally fine. It's the issue is when these remake comes out and, and they're shit. Or they release a remaster and they're like, they still have the bugs of the original. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which absolutely. we saw, unfortunately, last year. Um, right. So yeah, Kingdom, Kingdom of Amalur came out. I got a game-breaking bug that when I went to Google it, I found posts from like ten years ago, like explaining the exact bug I ran into, and it's just like hashtag no really? changes, man. Really? It's still okay. Still trending. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Asper is the a game company that's worked on some other ports and like remakes, and they don't have the greatest track record. So we will see. Plus, I can't. Didn't they put out like a 1080p patch or something or like a widescreen patch for Coder a while back? Like, can't you play those games at modern resolutions? Or is that like I mean, a third? Is it a mod? Is that what that is? I, I did a Coder 1 and 2 playthrough not too long ago, last year sometime. And I mean, you can make them look really good. Uh, there were definitely a few people that dropped in during Coder 2 and was like, oh, I didn't know they re-released this. And it's like, no, man, you can mod it and it looks pretty good. Huh. They're fan made though. They're they're not like official mods. I don't think. Maybe that's what their plan is, just to put out the mods as like an official <laughs> release, make some money off of that. Might work out. Um, what else is there? Discord has ended talks uh, about the deal with Microsoft. So we can go back and delete that whole vod where we discussed that because apparently it's not happening. Um, I, I, like I'm curious to look at chat to see if they're excited about that. I don't. Is that like a? Is that a good thing? I don't know. Do, do we want Discord on Microsoft? Like, I think it's probably. I, my my personal take on it is that my understanding with Microsoft. I mean, everyone dunks on Skype, obviously, which is a disaster and got outcompeted deservedly. Yeah. But since the new CEO came in, you know, the, there's been skepticism about the acquisitions, but people seem pretty positive about the way that they've handled LinkedIn, which they bought a couple of years ago, and. Uh, people have said that it actually made GitHub maybe even a little bit better, which is surprising for sure, based on what people thought was going to happen. Um, but I think it's, I mean, don't people like Discord? Because it's just like, it's like business as usual, right? Like you don't want anything to change with it at all. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want to have to remember what my Microsoft login is in order to, and then it's going to, Hey, you know, you had a hotmail account in 1999. Like, do you want to add all these people on discord? And I'm like, I'd rather just, it it seems like it's okay right now. (laughs) Yeah. The worst part about anything being added into the Microsoft ecosystem is that fucking thing that they text you for the password recovery is like 13 characters long from Microsoft. Why is it so long? (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Just make it like eight or six, like every other fucking reasonable company. 
Uh, but it's over. Discord and Microsoft, at least for now, is uh, is over. So I don't know if that means if Discord is still going to try to get you know bought by someone. Uh, I'm sure they would love to be bought. <laughs> That's the end goal of a lot of these companies, right? Um, yeah. I just don't know where they go. Like it's not Microsoft. It's got to be like a Tencent, right? Like that's the next, that's where my mind goes. And I think for everyone else, that's like fucking the worst <laughs> possible outcome uh, at the end of the day. So. Yeah. I heard them that they're, they're pursuing maybe like going public instead, oh, which would be really, it'd be interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't really understand how discord makes money money to justify like a, a 10 billion dollar valuation or whatever so i think everybody always is waiting for the other shoe to drop at some point because i can't imagine people are buying that many like you know wumpuses or you know discord nitro or whatever so i think everybody's just kind of like please don't like sell all of our data right <laughs> and, like that's, chat logs that's or what something, they're trying but, to sell right that's where yeah. they want to make their money um, I, I guess I could see like Epic. That was a, a name that was brought up in chat. Like Epic could maybe buy them and throw them into the Epic Game Store or something like that. Uh, which, again, I think is a lot of uh, sirens going off for people um, for other reasons outside of the reasons that there were there were for Microsoft, etc. Um, but we'll see. They're done with with Microsoft for now, so at least that's out there. We'll see where we go, uh, where Discord goes from here. Um, what else is out there? Uh, Sony apparently like leaked or I'm, I'm not sure the full story. Um, but the, the headline is Sony looks to set or looks set to announce PlayStation plus video pass. Um, so I guess that they're going to add into the PlayStation plus stuff aiming to compete with the game pass that there is some sort of like Sony video thing. Um, where was this? PS Plus users. Sorry, my son told. wandered in. Oh, yeah, the, the kid randomly wandering. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, where is this? Latest most Sony announces PlayStation Store would stop offering TV and movie content for uh, for purchase or rental later this year. They own a significant amount of television content. Uh, I'm trying to get to, like, what this actually means. I don't know if they, they said what it would be. I don't know. Is that enough for you guys? Like, they're trying to compete, right? Like, they're trying to, to get some of that news real estate back from game pass which seems to have a new announcement every single day um and i guess that's a market that you know sony has in terms of their their movie uh department and their their video department but is that enough for that's like such a side it's like a adjacent gaming thing right it's not about gaming it's like hey come watch some movies that maybe have some relationship to our games um yeah like the first thing i think of is that it's just like one more tab i have to scroll by when i boot up my my <laughs> ps4 that i'll probably never click on yeah yeah that's, that's a good point um chat's pointing out that they did buy uh, they did buy crunchyroll so i guess for any of the anime stands that you can get some anime uh potentially on your playstation if that's what you want but yeah they're in a they're in a tough spot i think with game pass just being as dominant as it is so if this is kind of their first start then good i guess if they add more value to uh the playstation plus um thanks that's like what 60 dollars a year what uh, Play playstation plus i think is 60 or maybe that's just the playstation plus membership not sure what the the cost associated with that is but we will see um what else do we got square enix joined the growing digital e3 2021 roster uh and now where do you where do you at with e3 you a big fan you like watching all the stuff 
Uh, so as someone who mostly does like indie stuff, um, a lot of the time, you know, they, they give like 2% of their big press conferences to indie games. And then, you know, the rest is, I, I hate to say it cause I love Forza, but you know, when every year when Microsoft <laughs> brings out like the car with the Forza library on it and stuff like that, and they talk about it for like half an hour, you're like, ah, just like, get, give me something new. But I, I, I think because of like the the COVID environment, like I'm actually kind of surprisingly hyped to to follow E3 this year. I feel like a little convention starved, and I find it it's like the most fun content to co-stream is if they yeah. make it available. Is is those like announcements and awards shows and stuff like that? So I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, not a big uh, Forza fan though. Oh, I love Forza Horizon Four. Like, I any any game that they can shoehorn like a battle royale into it that doesn't really fit. Like, that's exactly my jam. That's so I, okay. I, I I actually I love Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, it's great. Did you win a lot of their BR? I I think I played their BR mode like once. That was where you had to like race to a certain spot before everyone else, right? That other yeah, like worked? you. Yeah, they, so that you like you have one one on one races that you get into, like you drive by somebody and you issue them a challenge that they can't deny, and then you try to get to like a spot on the map before them. I, I won probably like five or six games. It's it's you know, I mean it's a driving battle royale. It doesn't really fit Work or make yeah sense, sensibly, yeah. but it's it's fun to play regardless. Like I would rather play that than just do like you know time trial races or whatever. I'm yeah. I'm all for for mixing it up, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, speak, when okay. you said ahead, you, you said con star, do you, do you uh, are you a con guard? Do you go to a lot of different conventions and stuff like that, or what's your con there life was, like? There was a time for sure, like uh, in the in like the mid 2010s, where I went to D3 and East, and and I've I've gone to West like every year since maybe like 2012, and I just kind of I got over it a little bit. Like I'd rather just watch it at home, but I, I'll go to to west every year because it's only like a three-hour drive away but going to east in the winter time like makes me want to makes me want to not go ever again yeah like ha- having <laughs> to fly from the west coast and I'm, I'm not complaining like it's it's nice to be there don't get me wrong but like one time we were flying back and it was a blizzard and then instead of getting home we got stranded in minneapolis for like a day and you no just kind of like be stranded there it, the airport was nice. Don't get me wrong, but it was like you know, was this really? I, I could be at home right now. Like I could be it drinking a cup of coffee. Oh, so bad to be stranded <laughs> in Minnesota. Come on, man. No, it's pretty cool. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, what else do we got? Gaming. I'm still stuck on Zeke's impression there. So I'm <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. There. Yeah? yeah. What 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 get what's a one to ten? What's your score there of Zeke's? I give that like an eight. I mean, I'm okay. not an expert in the Minnesota accent, but I, I like Fargo and I feel like the Canadian rural accent is kind of similar, so it, it sounded authentic to me. Not a bad, not a bad score. <laughs> uh no, I have an, I just I have uh an aunt and several cousins that live in uh Saint Paul or used to live in Saint Paul. So every time they'd come visit, I was just I was fascinated by like how can you talk through your nose like that? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked up a lot of Zeke because my name is my real name is Zach. Oh, big surprise! But uh, that's what my aunt would yell at me. Zeke, <laughs> Zeke, you know I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> are you calling me? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Microsoft has announced that free-to-play games on Xbox no longer need Xbox Live Gold. 
this means that Call of Duty Warzone cannot be played for free on Xbox without any sub uh, similar to PlayStation. So great. Good job, Xbox. You're you caught up with the rest of the world. I'm glad. Like <laughs> as it should be. Um, that'll probably sway a lot of people back over to Xbox, hopefully. I'm sure that's why they did that. Um, and getting rid of Xbox Gold is still like what I guess you need that for like everything else paid still, so large majority of their stuff, but still kind of silly to have that. Um, what else do we got? Kind of a slower week. Uh and now where are you at on JRPGs? Where, where do you where do you <laughs> fall in the jrpg world uh the last one i played was probably like final fantasy 7 at launch so i'm a little out of it but actually my wife is like super into jrpgs so she plays all the atelier and tales oh. and Has you know seen stuff the like new this. tales of arise trailer and uh, she's in my chat right now so there you go oh, if she hasn't seen shit. it yet i can't follow it because they I like I, I think I'm just too smooth brain. Like I need them to call it just like Tales One or Two or something like that. Like how am I supposed to keep the the order is straight in my mind? It's a good point. I, I don't know what number play Battlefield then I guess right. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> still trying to still waiting for out. Battlefield the uh, the six through 1941. Yeah, a lot of numbers there. They skipped around for sure. Um, yeah, this is the the new Arise trailer. I guess they also pushed a. Uh, Release date of September 9th for this. Um, I'm trying to see. Zeke or Cody, you guys got any news that have, or, or NL? Uh, any else chat that you see? Uh, there was about? a new Necromunda trailer today. I haven't seen it yet, but it looked pretty cool okay, uh, from what I've heard. That. Uh, and Spirit Fair has sold 500,000 copies. That, that came out there. That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Jeff Kaplan left Wizard. Game, oh yeah that. duh that's like the biggest news of the week how the fuck could i i was waiting that? for it yeah yeah geez i got <laughs> stuck on this jrpg nonsense here uh yeah jeff kaplan's gone uh the last like bastion of the old uh guard at, at blizzard uh well one of the last i guess there are a hand few others uh still in higher positions <laughs> but he's out he's done uh, i saw something on reddit where it looked like text from inside a game and it's like Jeff Kaplan. Hey guys, Jeff here. Jeff Kaplan. Can't wait to show you what we have coming for Overwatch 2. Jeff Kaplan has left the game. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I for a lot uh, of people, I think I mean, I look at like Overwatch 2 and I just like I my interest is now at a, an all-time low with Jeff no longer there. Um he he lived in and breathed that game. In a lot of ways like made me interested in that game because of everything that he's done uh in the past and now like okay for the uninitiated like what was his role in the game he was like the he was director. Overwatch. yeah he was overwatch he, he is he the reason the that overwatch is or was the way it was uh was because of him uh okay. and from internally. some of the people that actually still play it i've heard like you you guys remember how there was that guy at vampire the right the masquerade bloodlines 2 who was like working on the story he was a part of one and when he left they were all like oh shit like this is trouble um he he is similar for Overwatch in in that regard, where there were a lot of people that were kind of lukewarm about Overwatch too, but Jeff was there, so you know maybe maybe we'll get through this. And now Jeff's gone, and they're just like, oh shit, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I NL, did you? I think out of the three of us, I'm like the Overwatch or was the Overwatch uh, fan here. I haven't played any time recently. Did you ever jump in to the Overwatch world? 
Yeah, I think it was I, I named it like my favorite game of 2017 or, or 2016, whenever it Smart came man. out. And I, I had a great time playing it. And then I, I ran up against what I talked about in the first half where like people got better than me and that made me salty and annoyed. So I was like, I'm not going to play this anymore. Um, but I mean, what I understand about like like Overwatch 2, it's kind of like people are kind of wishy-washy on it right now, right? Like it looks so similar to the first one. And the first one has kind of been marketed almost as like a, a game as a service type thing. People are are a little bit confused about what's going on with the the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and this only adds to that confusion, right? Like, I, I look at this and think, like, how bad has it gotten that someone who quite literally, you know, you could see how much he loved that fucking game uh, whenever he talked about it in any video that he did or whenever he did an interview. Like, how bad has it gotten internally that he's out after 19 years at the company? He didn't even stick also, around for the 20-year sword. He could have been there one year and got the yep. shield or the sword or whatever. 19 <laughs> years at the company and then... It was a rather quick departure. Happened suddenly. There was not a lot of like stuff about it. He didn't exactly announce he was going anywhere else. And his entire like from Jeff thing on the announcement was like a paragraph. It's just yeah. like it's <sighs> it 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 prob it may be it may absolutely be, but it it doesn't look like this was supposed to happen. Like it's it's just it looks it looks yeah. a little weird. Yeah, it looks a little like. Maybe he just threw up his hands. I don't know. But yeah. Well, I mean, it, you would think with it coming out, like it's supposed to come out in 2022, right? Yeah. I, 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 again, like I don't know what, what happens behind the scenes, but you'd think you'd stick around at least for the the launch of the game and then dip after that, unless something something else was going on, like they were unhappy with the direction or or who knows. Well, you also got to think, uh, you know, they did that uh, BlizzCon line thing, right? Like how much of this was already there when he because he wasn't in all of that much the promotional to material that they used so like were they begging him to stay till after you know giving giving enough space for blizzcon line to like be done with and overwatch 2 to get an update because they didn't really actually give it that much of an update he came out and said like hey we don't really have anything new to show you uh here's some of the stuff that we can talk about um but it, we can't really go into that much uh and then, you know, however much, what, three months later, two months later, he's like, by the way, I'm out. Like, I'm done with this. I'm not working on this anymore. Um, Which is very strange. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially after comments like that. Yeah. So it's a little scary for, uh, you know, Blizzard fans that are, are still, like, sticking around and, like, trying to see what is, is going to be next, right? Like, his act is it, was he, like, the last one that was pushing back against the Activision world uh the activision old guard yeah yeah uh a little bit troubling to see uh where we go from here um with that said the other question is like where is jeff gonna go is he gonna join up with like the one of the three studios that all of the old ceos have started and like make another fucking awesome game or is he gonna you know lay low because he's got a non-compete for a year or what does it look like right um I think that's a lot of uh, a lot of questions that we'll have to see. I would imagine anytime someone like that high up uh, and that long usually has some sort of non-compete for an X amount of time, right, when they leave a company. So probably won't see anything from him for a little while, but I got to think he's got to have another another gig or another game in his head where he wants to continue working on that stuff. He's not just going to leave the industry altogether. Um, for Overwatch 2, and Alda, are you still interested in it? You still, still want to see where it goes as someone who played? 
I'd probably give it a try at least. I mean, I feel like like it's a, a weird time to ask the question because, at least for me personally, I feel like we're in this kind of AAA game drought to some extent where, like, I'll, I'll play anything right now, man. If you you gave me the offer to play like a the sequel to a game I've never touched before, I'd be like, oh, I'll give it like a couple hours at least. Like, I'm I'm not in a position to say no. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad also pointed out David Kim. Uh, has left Blizzard, I think, last week. Well, maybe not as um, notable in terms of the public sense. David Kim was very much uh, from like the StarCraft II world, StarCraft world, um, a huge brain uh, around that game as well. So <laughs> another one of the like, quote unquote, old guard um, leaving right a week later or a week earlier, I should say. So scary. Uh, we'll see. I, Blizzard is... I, I, it's, it's weird company. It, it, it further continues to get weirder and weirder the more people like this leave. And at some point, I if feel you, like you just have to remove Blizzard from the Blizzard Activision I was going to say, brand. at some point, you have to stop calling it Blizzard. It's just Activision like, now. It, it, just, yeah. it needs to be the name. It, it's just going to get absorbed. You know? it, if it hasn't it, already. At this point, they're keeping the name around for, for brand recognition to push their Activision agenda. Yeah. Yeah. What were we going to ask, Zeke? Uh, you answer my question, like, what does Blizzard become? in the you know what do you think if you had to predict and you said like they become activision they are activision like okay yeah i mean it, a lot of people call it that already what is it active blizzard or something active yeah. blizzard that, yeah that's a, that's a common moniker already yeah um because like apart from you know the new wow expansions they're they're pushing the the wow burning legion classic stuff like that's that's coming out uh the diablo 2 remake resurrected thing like it was fine it played fine uh diablo 4 obviously still very much a thing um we'll see if you know what that looks like at the end goal at the end game um and they they have very big competitors in kind of the arpg world which we spent a long time talking about last week with poe 2 or just poe in general um so you know they gotta watch out for that they gotta be a little bit careful of not fucking up diablo 3 obviously a very storied history in terms of that launch uh, <laughs> that everyone will immediately harken back to the second Diablo four comes out. If there are any issues whatsoever. Um, oh, so speaking of wizard stuff, uh, and did you play the Diablo two stuff? Uh, not yet, actually. Uh, I would like, I, I was super into Diablo two when I was, I don't know, like 12 to 15 years old. I think I would totally be down to at least try it out again. And I, I heard like from, from people that it's pretty positive, the, the yeah. reception on the remake so far. Yeah, me and Co both liked it, I think. It, yeah. In a lot of ways, uh, my take on it was like, it's Diablo 2, but it's also a big reminder that games are a lot more complex these days. And like Diablo 2, you had like two skills or three skills and some gear. Yeah. Um, and so like you compare that to something like, for me, it's POE, right? Where it's just like this giant amount of colossal information that you have to overcome. Whereas Diablo, it's like, oh yeah, I can right click and cast firewall. That'll kill some skeletons. <laughs> that feels pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's plus and minuses to that, right? Like if you're looking for that type of ARPG experience, then yeah, it's it looks very good. Uh, the lighting in that game is gorgeous. Um, and the fact they have like a button to where you can go back and forth between the old the graphics and the new graphics, yeah, definitely. Got the, the monkey <laughs> island cool. button. Oh, yes. I love that, dude. Yes, <laughs> it's so cool casting a spell and then just like quickly hitting G back and forth and just. <laughs> yeah, it's like I remember, but now it's better. Yeah, 
Uh, and are you into mobile games at all? Do you shy away from mobile stuff? Where, where do you sit in that world? Uh, it's been a long time since I played uh, a mobile game, but I actually I played in two esports events that were mobile game tournaments okay. back in the day. So you know, I think I've got uh, I've got the, the pedigree, professional resume to talk about them at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You skipped the uh, the casual and went straight to the hardcore there. That's good. No, sadly, they were all casual games. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like competitive. <laughs> yeah, like competitive fruit ninja and stuff like that. So <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Oh, uh, you're a fruiter too. <laughs> oh, dude, what? Who's your main? Yeah, <laughs> I like to use the sigh. It lets you hit three times as many fruits, but its range is a little lower. Oh, oh. No, Not I'm everybody straight, has just straight skills. katana, straight katana all the way. It's just I can it, tell. It, yeah. it fits, man. It fits. <laughs> wow. I didn't- I didn't even know there's multiple. We'll talk after the show. And fruit yeah. <laughs> you going to, are you going to fruit con this year? <laughs> I heard it's back on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, um, and a little bit of uh, Resident Evil news. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is getting a VR game coming out on the Oculus hardware. That's a little bit of, I mean, you'll hit, you can, there's probably ways to make it work on like the Vive stuff, right? But got it you got to get into that facebook brand uh <laughs> if if you want to play some resident evil vr uh i'll wait yeah i don't <sighs> this is a weird thing there's also not that much it, it's just a bunch of talking heads here here's a little bit of the footage um i you know where, where how do you feel about facebook NVR. Oh, oh badly yeah <laughs> like i, I, I <laughs> well you know I mean, I, I I was like at the perfect age to get into Facebook, like when it first kind of opened up. And uh, then they reached a point where I was like, I don't think mankind is meant to know everybody's like innermost thoughts at all times just because you like had a third grade class together or something like that. So I, I deleted it a couple of years ago. So sadly, this is uh, is gated off for me, but that's OK, because a lot of VR games make me throw up anyway. So, oh, OK, it's no, no big loss for me. Yeah, nothing lost there um yeah chat chat saying this is quest uh two only um but i think that there is like some isn't there like vive software where you can play that the quest stuff on the vive like isn't it called revive or something like that there there were a lot of things like that before but quest two is a little bit different oh. it's like a standalone and i think facebook may or may not be doing some more things to lock that stuff down Makes um sense. but i but you yes before you absolutely could like jailbreak things kind of so they could be run on different headsets vive and index but i don't know about this this stuff the fact that they're going to be also uh for those that don't know they're going to be like a soon mandating facebook logins yeah um and i remember that was kind of a big point of contention because if you got banned off facebook you would basically like lose access to your stuff your your, your games and stuff which is kind of a huge deal um so yeah i i, I don't know how it's all going to work exactly because they're still in that middle period now but it's not going to be pretty it never is with facebook no no it's not it yeah i, w- I wonder why I, I guess money is probably the answer before i i say the question but like i wonder why capcom went with facebook there if it was just like hey here's a chunk of change we'll develop the entire game for you you just got to give us money. your ip it's probably money right like probably money yeah. it was probably money and then we said no not money it was more money <laughs> and then it was probably a little bit of sprinkling on top of that. 
And they're like, okay, fine. I'll get another yacht. I, guess. I mean, in a lot of ways, if that money went towards Resident Evil 8, then maybe nothing's really lost, right? If we got another full-fledged uh, numbered Resident Evil game out of it. Who's to say? Um, what else is out there? CD Projekt Red. I feel like anytime I state that, people start groaning. Uh, estimated record revenue of $562 million for 2020. Um, so it seems like as bad as Cyberpunk 2077 did, they still made a lot of money last year. <laughs> right. I, I don't know how hard it is to get record revenue when you know you release the game for the first time in like five years, right? Or six That's years? True. Like, yeah. I mean, they they did well enough to open the, a new office in in Vancouver for sure. So, oh and God, the yeah, the Coop. And now you call it a game. My chat no. is going to explode with, quote, game. Oh, no. It's like when I say something's free on Game Pass, you know? Then they go, mm-hmm. oh, free. Quote, free. Oh, yeah. free. Yeah. yeah. Use your free Prime Gaming sub, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's why I swear to God, like, every time I, I do my little midday spiel about, like, where you can contact me or how you can support the channel and stuff, I say bonus every time. Amazon Prime bonus sub. There you go. Because bonus is on top of something else you already got. I like it. There you go. Oh, yeah. A bonus game from Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it goes on to say that it was uh, $562 million in revenue and $303.6 million in profit for the financial That's crazy. Is that's a lot of money. Think if it actually released good. Right. Yeah. Wow, like, oh, saying. my God. That seems like a lot of money to us. But this was this was a game that was supposed to be like the crown jewel of gaming. Like that that number could have been so much higher um so i mean i'm glad they made money and and it's also good because in tandem with that they have now publicly been like we are not giving up cyberpunk like we are going to stick with this game and we are going to make it good like we screwed up and it's going to happen so that's good and now that we know that they made money on top of it that's even you know it would have been a lot more troubling for instance if we heard that they had to refund most of their money and it didn't meet sales they're like uh we're gonna try to keep doing cyberpunk um so yeah yeah, that's you know hopefully hopefully we'll Hopefully, given time, this will still be a redemption arc, but we are very much at the beginning and it could go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, even with the like the launch being what it was, uh, they reported on December 22nd that they had sold 13 million copies of the game. So that's still a, like far and away a crazy amount for, for any game. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a pipe dream for any game uh, <laughs> out there. So, yeah, you can only imagine if the game released without issues how well it could have done. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if there's any other stuff out. Like, I just forgot about the Overwatch thing. Uh, Square Enix was was going to be sold, and then they weren't. That's yeah. the only thing I remember. Yeah, so they're going to be sold? Well, they issued a uh, statement. Yeah. Like do you know the full story of that? Because they, they, like, there was this huge rumor one night, literally out of nowhere, where it's like, oh, Square Enix is, is looking to be sold to, like, Sony or maybe Microsoft is buying them or all this shit. And then, like, the next morning, I think they put out a press release that's basically saying, like, uh, it was, okay, so Bloomberg has reported a, uh, that, I'll just read their thing from the uh, Square Enix Holdings Co. LTD. Uh, they said, Bloomberg has reported today that there is interest from several buyers to acquire Square Enix. However, this report is not based on any announce, announcement by Square Enix uh, Holdings Co. Ltd. Uh, we do not consider selling off the company or any part of its businesses, nor have we received any offer from any third party to acquire the company or any of its businesses. That's it. 
That was the whole statement uh, that they put out. So has Bloomberg responded to that at all? Was that not that I kind of wild? Yeah, not that I can see. Like, did they cite sources in the original article, or were they just like, "Hey, this drunk guy at a bar told me that Square uh, <laughs> Enix might get sold"? <laughs> yeah, I'm not not 100 certain. Let's see. It is. I mean, it might have been another Schreier thing. I'm not 100 certain. He's out there just mm. blowing up uh, rumors and and making announcements of unannounced games, etc. Uh, okay, so it says the original rumor came from a Japanese banking paper that just reported that people were expressing interest, which could still be true, but everyone always gets such offers. Bloomberg only reported on it as Square Enix stock had risen 10% due to the speculation. Also, while people uh, have loved to talk about buying or Microsoft buying Sega for the last year, there hasn't been any similar credible business reporting on it like this kind of talk has been limited to gaming sites who don't actually know anything most of the time there was major business outlet uh this was a major business outlet with credibility which is why sega has never commented on the endless microsoft dreamworks so talking about the differences between the two because bloomberg pretty big publication to come out and say uh something along those lines but yeah uh two other small things uh sure. for warhammer fans i haven't actually watched it yet if we want to on here we can i drop the link in the chat um there's a new hired gun trailer out I got to admit, that game looks pretty cool. I'm really hoping it's cool, because it, it actually looks like it could be kind of fun. Um, and then the second little bit of news, for old-school chival chivalry fans, uh, if you did, make sure to check your email, because I think they have a beta event, a closed beta, that's going to be larger than normal. It's going to be happening soon, and I think they're sending out invites to that. So I know I'm looking forward to diving back into chivalry. We, that was one of the first like community games I ever played back in the day. We would have chiv uh, chivalry nights and just drink beer and poke each other's heads off with halberds it was fantastic yeah now, um, correct me if but I'm yeah wrong, chivalry is the game where everybody just goes yes. like the whole time yes okay. that's the one <laughs> yes okay absolutely and then it, and then chivalry 2 should have been a lot sooner but it got eclipsed by this other game called mordhow which is pretty fantastic um and mordhow has been kind of like the reigning champion for a while um but chivalry 2 is coming out and they're claiming that it's going to kind of like really bring back the shiv name and update all, a whole bunch of fun stuff and throw in some things that haven't been done before so cautiously optimistic man it could be could be great to get some chivalry in again yeah uh i have i have heard from people it i'm excited to play chivalry too <laughs> let's just cut around a lot of the, the yes it seems like it will be good for that uh from things oh, that i've heard um so we'll see whenever that uh comes out what was uh you were talking about necromunda right in terms of yes, the Necromunda hired gun. It's their their first person. Now this is what's weird. I I didn't really know exactly what it was, but in I I, I skipped around the trailer and at one point they're talking about loot and like maybe procedural missions. So I don't know if it's like a looter shooter or is it like Vermintide? No, I think it's more single player. Oh. Um. So I, I that's the thing. I'm I'm not really sure. I keep seeing stuff about it. Um. Yeah. This is their Enter the Hive trailer, which came out uh, this morning. So, looks to be single player in uh, in nature. I don't know if they're going to go into it. Yeah, these are all created characters. So, you, you oh, make your okay. dude in the Necromunda thing, which looks pretty cool. That part looks pretty badass. Yeah. And there's a story of some kind you can move through as well. Huh. I feel like the Warhammer... I look at this shit, and I, I just lament... 
cyberpunk like the character <laughs> like i really do like i look at this i'm like that guy looks cool that chick looks awesome oh what a badass and then i'm like you want a big peepee or a small peepee i'm like <laughs> come on you're better than this look at this game this game nailed it why can't you anyway sir <laughs> Uh, I, for me, I look at this and it's just like, man, the Warhammer IP needs a win, right? Like Vermintide yes, is the best one I think that is, it can be counted as a win, but hoping this new 40 K one coming out is a win too. The it's, I mean, it's basically Vermintide, but in 40 K. So yeah, I mean, that could be oh, super yeah. cool if we yeah. do it right. But this one actually is looking pretty cool. It's got a good style to it. looks like it really fits in the world and gameplay looks interesting, but this right here is kind of doomy. Like it's fast. Does a little doomy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you just rip that guy in half. You know, that's always fun. Looks like there's some bigger boss fights and stuff. And I mean, if there's like actually, you know, a diverse amount of loot and the gameplay is fun, I mean, this could be <laughs> a good one. Yeah. That was pretty great. Like stabbed right through his hand into his yeah. face. It's yeah. fun, man. I, I hope it is. Yeah. Uh, I was interested. They have a few oh, like you little said videos. This is a Warhammer. This is a yeah. Warhammer title. Necromunda okay. is like a giant mega city in the Warhammer universe that is like full of gangs and derelict technology and like okay. multi layers. It's it's super cool. Uh, the last Necromunda game unfortunately didn't do super well. It was kind of like an XCOM adaptation. Um, I tried playing it, but it was a little bit clunky and it had some weird tech stuff going on. So, um, yeah, hopefully this one is going to be a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah, uh, I'm just so like I. I wish I could interface with it, but like Warhammer, it, it's so confusing for me. Like there's, so 40 K is the, the future one. Hmm? Yep. That's correct. Okay. And then yeah. like, I thought I, I almost got a handle on, on Vermintide. And just when I got a handle on that, they threw blood bowl at me. I don't even know if that's related to Warhammer. And now there's a neck, a Necromunda. So. And I'm, I have not read the memo on the Necromunda yet. I think I'm, I'm missing some required reading material. I, th I think as far as I understand, and, and I'm kind of with you on this, I'm, I'm very rudimentary in this. Uh, Necromunda is a is. location slash like lore pod in 40K. So there's Warhammer. A good way to think about it that I was told back in the day, Warhammer is like fantasy. and Warhammer 40K is like sci-fi. It's based on that fantasy world. So they, they're okay. trying to cover all their bases. Warhammer for the fantasy nerds and, and 40K for the sci-fi nerds. So it's, and then Necromunda is like a, a location in 40K. And please, okay. someone in chat, All right. write me if that's... Oh, nope. Blood Bowl is Warhammer NFL. See, I didn't even know Blood that. Blood Bowl oh, okay. is you nailed it. an alternative <laughs> version. It's set an alternative version of the Warhammer fantasy setting populated by traditional fantasy elements. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Oh, they're Weird. separate. I did, I did not know that. Oh, see, I, I always thought Warhammer 40K was 40,000 years later in the Warhammer world. But they're actually like yeah, two completely too. different worlds. I don't. Is that real? I thought that they what were. What have I done? The same. There's no connection. Yeah, I thought 40k. I 40k meant the year forty thousand. I thought. Yeah. But that, I just assumed, though. I just assumed. But Fair and where does Kingdom Hearts fit in? I mean, where does Kingdom Hearts fit into this oh, no, universe, or is that? We a... need to talk about the secrets of the heart first, NL, and then yeah. we have to develop friendship connections that bring in the happy beams. It, yeah. No, mm -hmm. don't even. My mistake. Yeah. Have it's you played? Uh, I mean, you're you talking. Get on the to, back. You're talking to a 300-hour Kingdom Hearts veteran here, Northern Lion. I I just have the same story <laughs> about Kingdom Hearts. I've told like 20 times, which is like 
it came out when I was in ninth grade and I borrowed it from a friend of mine, uh-huh. beat it. And then I gave it back to him in science class and he treated it like I was trying to give him like something super embarrassing. He was like, Yo, what are you doing <laughs> giving that to me in public? Like people are going to know that I own this game that has Mickey Mouse in it. It's, that's the only thing I remember. Well, I'm assuming like the way the way it makes sense to me as far as uh, going back to the 40K thing mm. is like Dungeons and Dragons. Like there's Ravenloft, there's Forgotten Realms, there's uh you know uh dark sun or whatever like they're all complete they're all related but they're all completely different like places. things yeah yeah, yeah. today that- i learned there's realms in D. oh yeah. yeah yeah that's how it goes i'm still thinking about kingdom hearts and if this was a serious conversation <laughs> that we needed to jump into because i mean i love donald duck he's the most powerful wizard in all of square enix worlds uh and i would love to talk to you about it in great detail but if this is not the place all about move forward xena horde and roxos and zaxos and all of them how dare you love them. how dare you love, love them all these kingdom hearts characters how dare you you know <laughs> this is your last time on the show um <laughs> Uh, there was some footage that came out this morning. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the old hack and slash. Uh, this is official closed combat, uh, or sorry, closed beta combat trailer. Uh, oh damn, that's the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, it's looking uh, pretty good. It's a lot better. Yeah, it's crazy to think how long. Like, when did that first game come out? Like, long. Time this ago. is chivalry. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Chivalry okay. two, chivalry two. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, uh, like when did that? Ha- I don't even know when. Chivalry the- came out October sixteenth, twenty twelve. Jeez, I was going to say game. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Unreal also, Engine since we're, three. Since we're on this topic, <laughs> I'm going to say it loud and clear. Oh. Respect the fucking one v one. All right, all right. <laughs> respect it. No, 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 no. Shoot that motherfucker in the I'm head. I'm not with going an arrow. to respect it. I just want everyone else to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I look for the 1v1s just so I can shoot heads when they're like trying oh, to be yeah. badass. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Wow. This looks pretty. I mean, the original game is pretty gory. This looks on another level. <laughs> 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 that, that clip timed up uh, beautifully there. His head just popped off. Uh, I honestly can't wait to play this game again. The, this, this game is one of the best games to stream on Twitch it's super easy to set up your own server you just you just be like okay everyone who wants to play just make your name the same as your twitch name and then you all just like load into it it is so much fun um to, to play this game in, with the community it is it is so great yeah and it's just fucking madness a lot of times like you can oh, you yeah. can set up strategies and all that kind of stuff but most more often than not it's just like swing around and kill as many things as you can yeah just, but it works the entire That's the best part it works like the fact that every weapon is physics based, and like if you just swing that shit around, like you'll make contact eventually, and someone's yeah. gonna die when you do. Um, it's oh, it's so great. This game for me, uh, it goes exactly in line with what NL was saying earlier about multiplayer games. This game's fun until you get one guy who knows what the fuck they're doing, and then you just never see another kill because he just is so good at the game that you'll just never kill him. You'll never even you know how you break. did that in the first one. It's when someone would run at you and they weren't even looking at you. They were doing this. Yeah. And then they were ducking and they'd be like. <laughs> and, and you're sitting there like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden your left arm falls off. And you're like, what the f- is this? And he's just like still looking at the sky. Yeah. Yeah. 
The oh gods. Oh my god, dude. The gods. Huh. They're just showing all the different type of stuff here. Uh this is a IGN video. It's about six or seven minutes long if you want to watch the full thing. Um it's looking good. Definitely want to see more of that. Did that oh, Jesus. Do they have a release date for that yet? Or is it just like a Oh, so the game's closed beta is April 23rd through the 26th. Oh, that's this weekend. Oh, two days? Oh. Well, there you go. So, where, do, where do we put our apps? In? I, don't, I don't see like a... <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't see a sign up for that now. Hmm. Maybe this weekend. Uh, we'll see. Can we, can, we, I don't, can we stream that one? I don't, I don't know maybe. that either. Oh, chat saying pre-order. If you pre-order, you get in. At least one person oh. said that. Double check before you just start mass pre-ordering that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other bit of news uh, will be a lot shorter on it as we uh, covered it in great detail last week. Uh, Path of Exile got off to a really rough start on Friday, potentially like one of their worst league launches uh, of all time slash in recent memory uh it it was bad um disconnects were non-stop the servers just had some really bad issues i think they oh, chalked okay. it up to a database error uh at the end of the i think like five or six a.m saturday morning they finally like quote fixed the servers um but apart from that there was also this whole issue of they did a bunch of a bunch of uh sponsored streams uh both of which i think me and i i was part of i'm not i think co was part of i'm not 100 percent certain um and alongside those sponsored streams they whitelisted our accounts uh which i did not know uh going into it i think both co and i and a handful of other streamers asked to be removed but by whitelisting us we got to skip the queue and so while it doesn't matter in a lot of other games the community was very upset about this because when you start doing the idea of skipping a uh you know x amount of 15 person thousand q or something like that well it doesn't take long to get in the disconnects were happening so much and so frequently that you were constantly in queue unless you could just skip it and get back right into the game you could get further along the game and you could start to influence the economy if you knew what you were doing um while 99% of the people who were getting past the queue do not have the knowledge or the skill or ability to influence the economy. Other streamers who do not necessarily or were not doing a sponsored stream did have that whitelist ability and could very much influence the game's economy and are now banned for influencing the game's economy for some other reasons. Uh, <laughs> so it was a very, very big uh pain thing uh growing pain I, I it it was just an awkward time to stream that game over the weekend um i'm interested to hear like ko's side of it cuz i think he started on <laughs> saturday morning whereas we were on friday kind of in the thick of it um but chat was very combative um <laughs> you you had to constantly like you know Say like, guys, I did. We, it, at first, uh, everyone was like, "Oh, the streamer queue exists." And I was like, "I don't even know what the fuck that is." Like, we didn't. At, we weren't told that this is going to be a thing. I don't think that exists. Like, that seems really fucking what? weird. And then they're like, "No, they confirmed it. There's a streamer queue, like 100." Was was the streamer queue like responsible for breaking the game for a lot or breaking no. the servers no. or whatever? No, 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 not no. only it, it was a side problem. Not okay. only was it 
not for that at all. Um, but the impact that it had on the normal player that was in queue was like complete. It was it was inconsequential. The issue was not the queue itself. Yeah. The issue okay. was the the idea of the queue, where where people that were in many cases not like two two people or two two things. First, people that weren't diehard PoE players were getting you know way better treatment than people who have been playing it for literally years. And the second thing was like there was some publicity from some of them, uh, as JP kind of alluded to, where they were, uh, you know, some of them were racing and some of them were going for world first and stuff. And they were making some public comments about it that probably didn't represent the company as well as it should have. And it was just not a good situation. Um, now, okay. to their credit, we released yeah, but, uh, a letter about If that. I may, Go ahead. Go ahead. the thing is, like, preferential treatment happens everywhere in everywhere like it just people who uh drive product get better fucking treatment that's just that's the way that it works and it's that's beneficial to the company that makes your game is that maybe someone who doesn't play it all the time but gets fifty thousand viewers like i get it i mean is that so okay tell me why that is so wrong and if it were me i would not be upset about it because i would understand like so, so this Zeke, is would you fucking say life, business life isn't fair is that what you'd say <laughs> um it's business yeah no so anyway uh that's that's i mean you're right but the thing is is it's a little bit different it's a little bit different when it's the kind of situation where there's people racing to it and most importantly the big issue it turned out to be a lot of people assumed that the problem with everything was load they thought that the PoE servers were getting bombarded and they thought they were getting overloaded but that that actually later turned out because their to their credit ggg released a big statement it wasn't load, it was a bug. It was first a migration issue, they tried to fix it, that introduced a bug, it was all sorts of messy. So what would happen is people would get kicked and have to requeue, but streamers could just keep jumping that requeue every time they got kicked. So it became okay. this like super unfair advantage. It's not like just a life thing, it's not like they're getting early access before everyone else. They're they're literally like getting a backdoor access. And the thing is, is again, to GGG's credit, they didn't really think about that. In their eyes, they were going... We know our server's on fire. We know stuff is shitty. So we're going to give streamers access so they can at least give the people something to watch while we right. try to figure our shit out. So, I mean, right. it came from a good place. It's just favoritism never works out in the end. <laughs> yeah. Someone always gets pissed at that. Yeah. So, and, and then, of course, you had the incendiary comments made by some on top of it where they were kind of sure. goading everyone else. And those then, of course, caught on fire. So it was just, it was messy. Yeah. It's messy. And they learned their lesson. They said they're not going to do it again. And I think that's smart of them. I think that's um, smart you know, as well. They tried it. It messed up. And they were like, we learned from this. We're not doing this again. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you don't want to be I, the streamer I, I, in that position either. Right? Oh, like, that's why just... it has to be removed, dude. Because I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. there's no fucking way this exists. <laughs> and then they're yep. like, no, this actually exists. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, I need to get removed from this immediately so I don't catch any shit. Right? Because like, yep. that's, that's what was happening is you would see uh, on Reddit, on like the POE Reddit, no one could play the fucking game. So there was like 50, 60,000 people on Reddit just, you know, pissed as fuck, going to streams, clipping streams, throwing that in there. Then streamers would get shit from those people seeing those clips. And it was just like a bad experience for everyone involved um, at the end of the day. And then you had streamers that uh, weren't saying the smartest things, right? And like those people got a lot of shit. And then now those people are ultimately banned from the entire league for other issues. Um, 
So it was it was not a a good time for sure uh, across the board um, in that first like twenty four hour or or fifteen hour part of the league. Um, but it's all better now for the most part. Um, you could say that the in- economy is. A lot of people are saying like, oh, you need to restart the league because like the economy is going to be screwed and blah blah blah. But my take on that is like the people that actually do influence a league when it comes to the economy of it are going to do that regardless of if they can get in in the first five minutes or the first 15 hours, right? Like the people that want to fuck with the economy and POE and have done so every league in the past five or six leagues will continue to fuck with the economy any way they want because they just can do that, right? Like they're set up to, they're, they're equipped to be able to do that at the end of the day. Um, and the the 99.9% of the rest of the people aren't. It's just not something that they can feasibly do. Um, Is it the the kind of thing where there's like a way to, like you can buy things with real money in the POE economy? Like, is that part of the reason that people are upset about it? Or is it just that it like makes certain kinds of builds like more viable than others or something like that? The economy is something that that a lot of people like really get into for each league. Um, The price of like different currencies or these items called chaos orbs and exalt orbs. And how much of those exist can dictate their currency, especially like if, in this case, if, if some people get too much, um, they can destroy certain aspects of the economy for their own gain and really screw a lot of people. Uh, like one thing that's very popular is that people will watch very popular streamers play and then they will attempt to, you know, get items that are necessary for their very good builds that they're showing off and then try to like, you know, hoard them, jack up the price. It's all sorts of nastiness. So it's it's basically real life capitalism in some ways, but it's it's a, it's a lot different um, when when people get some tools that may make it a lot easier for them, because those tools with a with the mind in the right mindset um, can really make a lot of people angry because they it feels like they're shutting their own door. It feels like it's shutting doors for them. So that was kind of the main thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, but there's no IRL money. There, the IRL okay. money is just cosmetics and stash tabs and stuff like that. It's, it was pretty much all in-game stuff. But even that for some people is a huge deal because you can't use real life money. So that's all I have. It's all better now. It's it's all fixed. The league is is continuing. The league's fine. Co, uh, uh, are you still playing? You still trucking along in it? I, I was. I I really like my build, but um, the problem is, I I swear they did something to map dropping. I I've put in a bunch of hours, and where I'd normally be like tier ten ish, I'm like barely five, and that's kind of taken the 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 wind out of my sails a little bit. And then on top of that, I was having a really good time with it, but I can't shake the feeling that Gamble League, which is a new one. Feels very similar to Ritual in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm I'm kind of doing the same thing. And the last league I was one of my biggest leagues in the game ever. So I feel like I'm not really it, it it's very similar. Um so I, I think that's you know those in conjunction have me a little bit less enthused than I think I'd normally be. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah I'm I'm still playing it on and off. I don't know how much more I'm gonna do in the league. Um I, but people keep like I keep getting mixed answers. Like I, I say man the map drop seems a little light no, it's just you. That has nothing to do with it. And then someone else will be in chat. No, it definitely is. That's always a conversation, right? Like, oh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I put like 80 hours into it. I'm probably done. Like I'm stepping away. I I bricked uh, an item last night that is crucial to the build and bricked being like, I like, you have to get into the mechanics. Essentially, I have an item that I was trying to make better. It didn't get better. It got worse. And now it's like, well, do I want to invest a shit ton of time into that, into fixing it or just stop. I'll probably just stop. Uh, <laughs> that's just how it goes. I'll play again in three months for sure. Um, yeah. POE's. If you want to watch us talk about POE more, 
uh, and you are inclined in such a thing. Enough this week. <laughs> Last week we did two two whole hours on it. So by all means, go and go and yeah. do so. Um, let's talk about some of the other stuff in the. Wow, we only have twenty minutes left. Uh, twenty minutes left uh, of the show. Uh, NL, what else you've been playing besides the Isaac? I'm kind of going back through some of your vods. Jumping into you're doing some Rainbow Six. What's going on? With the yeah, scene? so you know. Uh, Sips. I've been playing yeah. a little uh I, I've been playing games with Sips and we're trying to find stuff that like works for both of us. So so Siege is something that you know, I've played a little of, of Siege over the years. I, I find it pretty easy, like at my level, to to drop into uh and and not just get blown away the way you do in I don't know. Like uh, e- even just taking like a couple of months off from Warzone, when I jump back into it, I just get crapped on for hours and hours. Like it's so fast. But yeah. Siege is a little bit more methodical so i think that's uh that's something i've been playing a lot of and like apart from that i mentioned i I played say no more but like uh apart from uh apart from that just a ton of isaac and occasionally like like some meme games like last month i got into this game called alt f4 which is just like basically Uh. getting over it plus but it's like an obstacle course type thing that was a lot of fun and that's the kind of stuff that i uh that i like to play on stream like yesterday i did a, i did a segment somebody took a, a they made a quiz on this website called sporkle which is online trivia that was like 125 screenshots from videos that i've made on games and then to see how many of them i could actually remember the name of that i've played over the years and i only got like oh, like 55 percent of them right or something like that i was i was mighty <laughs> embarrassed yeah but, but yeah that's that's how i spend my my non-isaac time which is is very limited on stream these days sure sure yeah uh I'm, siege is rough i would say what were we gonna say zeke I'm curious as to what your just I know that you play probably a lot of platforms like everyone does, but what's your what's your Steam game count at? How do you check the uh the total size? Uh-oh. You know? Like um if you go to your library, okay and uncheck everything, it should say at the top all yep. something out of total games, yep. I think. Okay. Yep. I'm I need a moment. I'm trying to because right, like I have everything's unchecked, but it has recent and then like by month as well. Oh, okay, I mean, I could. The, you have to uncheck the the clock and the little play tab. You have to uncheck both. Oh, of those. okay. It is uh, seventeen hundred and eleven. Ah, eighteen sixty nine, brother. Hey, oh, hey, <laughs> you, knew, you got me hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eighteen hundred sixty nine games. Uh, I figured you'd be like, you know. Up there, close to that yeah. at least. Yeah, if you if you do that type of shit and yeah, yeah, you well, like they uh, game envy over here. No, <laughs> they had a, a Twitch rivals uh, for for this game called Pummel Party that I was in last week, and they had stats that I had never seen. And they're like, you've streamed five hundred and forty games on Twitch or something like that, or or five hundred and forty oh, games in the last couple of years, even. And I was like, man, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's an awful lot. What I'm trying to see what Pummel Okay. This is Pummel Party. Party. It looks like it looks like indie Mario Party. Oh. Yeah. It's like Mario Party if Nintendo could figure out to just do the online the way everybody wants it to be done instead of always trying to put some weird kind of restriction on it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so how was the Rivals event for this? Did you win? It was good. I mean, it was like the most casual Rivals of all time. Like uh it, I just picked seven other people and we, we played some 
pummel party together for a couple of hours. It was for charity, which was nice oh, awesome. as well. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Really easy. Nice. It's always good. Uh, are you winning in, in Siege? Because you were like, yeah, you know, I'm going into this game and there's probably not. I feel like Siege is the worst FPS to jump into because people know every corner and like wall that you can shoot. It's like Counter-Strike on steroids in a lot of ways. I'm like, I my my KDR is bad, like genuinely not good at all. But I, uh, I mean, I just kind of, I just have fun with it. Like I'll play a sledge and then like get the whole team to stand on a breakable ceiling tile and then just sledge everybody into the, the room and hope for the best. Like I, and then like, I don't know, I like camping. Like so many other games, you're incentivized not to camp, and then in Siege, they're like you're supposed to just hold an angle the whole time. So, you know, I, I, I for me, I think it's easy to get into, but maybe it's because my standards are lower as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I've played a lot of that. How is Sips? And is someone who's only interacted with Sips in a non-FPS environment and has heard of the Overwatch rage of Sips? Where where are we <laughs> at on the salt meter of uh, he, of Sips? I'd say he doesn't get that mad. Uh, in siege but we're just like we're just shooting the Goofing breeze around. most of the time yeah. yeah but like i've I've watched him play warzone with another friend of mine and i'm like i can see where the salt comes from for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've only done zombies in uh in warzone and like he was okay in terms oh of you know I, I played valorant with him one time and he oh, uninstalled God, he the game that. he said he fucking yes. hated that shit. <laughs> he said that was the fucking worst game ever made <laughs> you I, I i saw a clip he went off for like for like four or five minutes afterwards about how <laughs> how bad the game was and i was he like was oh no happy. he was real fucking upset about it. <laughs> it was funny shit uh co what are you uh what have you been up to poe mostly just kind of going through the vods did you finish i think you did a day of disco and you're also playing yes POE, a day of disco elysium i'm not done yet okay uh i'm 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 still just infatuated with how good that game is uh the writing and everything it's been great it's definitely still have more to go and then today i started uh resident evil 7 on the pc to get ready for village mm. and uh man that game holds up when does village oh, release beginning of may like may, may. 7th of may. i think so it's like a couple weeks away the new yeah. one yeah so wow. and man on the pc it is gorgeous running at 144 1440 like it's it's a real i i, I definitely recommend playing through it again on the PC, yeah. um, if you enjoyed it the first time, I'm playing on Madhouse difficulty, so it's kind of old school, limited saves. You have to get cassettes every, and you spend one every time you save it. Nice. So it's definitely it's like uh, the ribbon increased the a bit or ink ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the good part is, I I, I played this in VR, and like four years ago, well, you did good. So, good. Yeah, I I barely remember any of it. Like I didn't even remember the first part. It's and, a different uh, game and, in a lot of ways, right? Like it really, it feels like a different game in a lot of ways too. Yeah. Um, I remember like the, the first one was so much more kind of connected emotionally because of the VR. I remember feeling different ways and different things. And like, I'd go through the same scenes in this and not feel anything like I did when I was doing a VR. Like I'll never forget in VR, uh, looking down when she, when she, well, slight spoilers, but w with the hand thing, if you guys remember that, um, like at one point this, this girl's attacking you with a chainsaw and you put your hand up to block it and it just goes oh. through your hand. Yeah. And I'll never forget in VR, like I, my, like I felt tingles, like it was so surreal, like looking at your hand in VR and watching your hand fall off. And it's just like, it's, it's like a phantom limb, weird mind game that it plays with you. But in this, in this, it was just like, oh damn, that looks like it sucks. I'm going around like with my, my, my stump, like squirting blood on people, like, you know, just having fun with it. <laughs> um, and, and in VR the whole time I was just like, oh, you know. 
So uh, it was, it was, it's very different, but it's still very fun and yeah. it's beautiful and it's Resident Evil. And yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the playthrough. It's been great so far. Yeah. And Al, you, Do you remember how you felt playing it the first time in VR? I'm just wondering what the difference is because I, I never went back to it uh, non VR. Oh, like I played dude. through VR. It was a fantastic experience. I loved it. One of my favorite VR experiences ever. Um, and I'm just wondering how it holds up. Like it seems like it might, it could very well be just a mediocre Resident Evil game. No, no, it's, if it's not good. VR. Like, it's okay. a solid. It, it's it's really really good. It's let me put it this way. It's it's great like this, but it is something special in VR. To this day, it is my favorite VR game behind Alex. I still think Alex is like the VR experience right now. Um, but this game is like a close second. The the way that it utilizes VR, and you can kind of tell how it does even when you're playing on the PC, especially with how it util utilizes the jump scares and and the way your limbs are are being shown and stuff. But um, it it is it it was really really something special in VR and without VR it's just a a damn good first person horror game. Yeah, I need to play through it in VR. Otherwise, it's really good. <laughs> it's one of the few horror games I've ever played through uh, as well. It's just like this and Resident Evil Two uh, Remastered. Yeah, yeah. Did you play RE Three Remastered? Did you say? <laughs> okay, don't <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't you don't need to. Yeah. Uh, what were we gonna uh, ask it's not worth the price, but it, it's not a bad. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, I liked it. Okay. Uh, no VR. Are you a VR person? No, I get motion sick like so easily. Oh, sure. But like, yep. like yep. the most uh, like buyer's remorse I've ever had in my entire life. I, I bought the Gen One Vive with like the HR Geiger cables coming out of the back <laughs> of the headset and stuff like that, and I used it for like three days and then just boxed it up and haven't touched it since so it's uh yeah. may maybe one day they'll they'll come out with something that makes people with like bad inner ear problems yeah. <laughs> like be able to to play this stuff but uh for now i'm kind of on the outside looking in it's funny I, I bought like three vr headsets and i really liked it and then i boxed it up and i haven't played it at all after like you know the three hours that i played it as well so yeah it's a lot of it's setup you know, but, yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot of bullshit with it kind of a motherfucker um zeke what about you what have you been uh, disco you done are you done with the disco uh i asked my chat uh last the end of last stream if i could finish it in one more and they said maybe so it's it's looking like i've got eight to ten hours left okay of the game um i did a lot of side stuff apparently like a lot of side questing that seems to be like <laughs> There's a side there's a side thing in the game that seems monumentally more important to discuss and uh discover. I won't spoil anything, but it seems like way more important than the actual thing you're there for, which is, you know, murder mystery, right? But you you come upon this other thing and you're like, this seems more important like by far. <laughs> I like exponentially more important and it's a side thing? Okay, sounds good uh but yeah other than that like it's man it's still a fucking fantastic game and when you really start to get into like you know there's the, there's lots of lore which is just fine i hit i hit my oh was yeah I, I was trying to figure um, out i did my <laughs> oh god is the cat on oh nope that was the <laughs> uh but there's a lot of lore and stuff and uh, but when you get into the main story and you start talking about what's going on everything just comes together it's like it's really really uh it, it, it's 
like the zenith of good storytelling is like happens because you have all this other information that was like fluff but little tendrils of it like go into what's what's actually like the ms the main story quest yeah yeah. and you just like it had like there were many hours in the last couple of play uh, uh streams that i was just like it had my rapt attention and i like felt myself like leaning in closer to the screen to be like whoa whoa <laughs> you know um and i'm not gonna sit here and say that it's not too much lore it is it really is it's too much it's it's too much you know yeah i don't need all that it's like that's a lot and then you step in it and you're like oh fuck this person this innocuous person that I didn't think was going to talk my ear off decides that's what they're, exactly what they're going to do. And you're just like, man, I just want to get back to the, the juicy turkey that I was eating. You're <laughs> oh, shoving potatoes in my mouth. It's a turkey yeah, mash anyway. pit. Yeah. But no, it's, it's some of the best storytelling. Too. It's some of the best storytelling in any video game that I played, but it's also uh, some of like the most superfluous exposition that I've experienced as well so yeah. it's i'm still love i, I want to see what happens i have to see what happens and i'm excited to see what happens awesome so yeah uh tomorrow i'll be doing it oh it's a minor bit of news like i'm going to get my shot number one my vaccine shot number one tomorrow hey, so congrats. i might be late to what gang are you yeah, might be late to stream uh i think i'm in the F- pfizer gang oh no Co- what what no no oh moderna you know what? I don't remember. Shit. Wait, is this a Moderna, <laughs> gang? A Moderna brother? Oh That's man, right. <laughs> I'm that I'm that J and J gang. NL, do you have do you have, have JJ? You a shot yet? No, it's it's probably gonna take to like June up here. But I'm I'm happy for you guys. You know, go off. <laughs> and then you know, just all I ask is if you see it on Twitter, if I post like a selfie with a band aid on my arm in like November, people are still like, yeah, good. good on you. <laughs> just remember that for six months from now. <laughs> oh god yeah that is true i wonder if that'll be the thing or if everyone's gonna be like hey man welcome to the party you're just gonna go out and start yeah, we- welcome to the year 2021 yeah. now that you finally got your vaccine yeah it's- yeah uh how much Shit, i don't we- remember I-, I honestly like i i was trying to look it up but it's just like my scheduling thing and yeah. anyway it doesn't uh, it didn't matter to me like i'm not like you know Get, I was hoping I could get the one-shot one, but I got the two-shot one, and that was the schedule. What the scheduling allowed, yeah, uh, the fastest I could get in there. So, yeah. get any shot anyway, you can. Uh, yeah, I'll be finishing up uh, Disco Elysium tomorrow. Uh, hopefully tomorrow after I get my shot. I don't know how much it's going to hurt, but um, won't hurt at all. It's just but I oh, there is one game that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that I played on Indie Day. What um, that actually like I've been playing it off stream it's it's a it's a really fun and i wanted to bring it up because i think i think you might like it nl is it hobo uh, it's tough called life? trials oh no different one no <laughs> no it's not hobo tough life okay <laughs> what is not trials a lot. Of there's fun. not a lot to discuss there trials of fire um it's a, a deck building uh rpg kind of a thing uh it has uh very like very much like slay the spire kind of feeling to it um you unlock cards uh it's fuck like i have it on i have it on hard and it's fucking hard um i have not beat the first quest yet and i've played it 
like probably through, I want to say like six or seven all the way to like when I die. So there's a lot of strategy to it. Um, a lot of cool, um, like it's, 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 it's a lot like Slay the Spire in that you play until you die. You unlock some cards. You play again with these new cards and going, okay, this synergy works with this. Okay, let's do this. And then you, you die again. You unlock a couple more cards. And that's the kind of the gameplay loop. And you get like further and further every time. You try out new, you unlock new characters. Uh, you try out like, you know, let's see, Hunter, Assassin, and Elementalist. I think that might be a good squad. You get three squads or uh, uh, three characters. Uh, and they all have their own deck of cards. Um, some some similar cards like Swipe does two damage. Like yeah. most characters start off with like that basic, like this hits uh, melee or this hits range. Um, but then they like uh, along the board. You know how like the the fire. There's like those question mark things. You hit them up, and there's that all over the map. You just basically move around a map, um, and you can go to like question marks that are in the middle of nowhere question marks that are in the middle like that are on top of ruins on top of town settlements stuff like that there's uh, better there's like percent chances that shit will happen in a town like it's in a town there's an 80 percent chance that it would be a shop there there's a 40 percent chance that it'll be a battle there or whatever ruins battles are more likely in the middle of the middle of nowhere if there's a question mark it's like material uh, uh crafting materials upgrade materials are more likely shit like that so on your way to the to the main quest, you stop at these question marks and stuff like that, and they make you kind of stop because there's a fatigue. Like you go only so far, and then your crew becomes tired, and they add tired cards into your deck. So when you battle, you'll have those, and you don't want them. So you'll have to you know stop, rest, eat food, use your use your supplies. Uh, like on the right there, uh, those squares that are lined up. There's your food, your herbs, and your your gold, uh, basically, and uh, use each one of them to do different things. Um, and it's, there's a lot of choose your own adventure shit too. Like you'll go and it'll have like a description, like a DM, uh, or, uh, a flavor text description, just like that. I'll say, Hey, this is what's happening. You have these three choices. What, what do you want to do? It's like, you got 50% to get some, uh, obsidian, which is gold, uh, or 50% to get hurt. You're like, Oh man. Okay. I'm a gambler. A lot of that really ticks that box for me, <laughs> yeah, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've been playing a lot of it. It's, it's, uh, the, I think the thing that I that makes me come back is it's it's difficult on on hard to uh, defeat like some of the uh, bosses and monsters and stuff. And sometimes you you have the wrong squad because the the boss fights, at least in the first quest that I'm doing, they vary. Like the first boss can be one of like four or five things or three or four things. Um, so you go into it and you're like, okay. The boss this time is going to be one of one of these three things. If you have the wrong squad equipped, it's fucking hard or like nigh impossible because he's he's the counter to your squad. So you got to come up with like, like how can I take this squad and like beat him uh, in a different way or whatever? It's it's really really fun. So cool. That's a uh, trials of fire. Is it early access or is it out out? I believe it's fully released. It is developed and published by What Boy uh, Games. <laughs> ah, yes. The All one word. Developers. What Boy. What Boy. Yep. Soon to be uh, it with is fully released. Yeah, it's not in early access. And it's uh, $19.99. So. Okay. And apparently, really cool. it's, I guess it's been in early access for a while because it has like 1,900 reviews on Steam. So. Oh. What's its rating? 
what are we what are we looking at very positive oh very positive okay not overwhelming very not overwhelming okay gotcha 89 percent of the people say this game was good there you go it's a pretty good percentage uh well cool i think that's gonna do it for our show we gotta do some shout outs and then we'll uh get out of here zeke you want to continue talking and do some shout outs you bet all right please by all means hey everybody thank you for watching my name is Ezekiel the third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore Ezekiel underscore III on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, big thank you to NL Northern Lion. Lion like Zion. Thank you for being on the show. You are uh it was an, it, really fun to hear you talk about uh intelligently. Because <laughs> talk intelligently about the games you're playing, because I can't, obviously. That's all I got. Just oh, thank off. you. Great. Stop. They're gonna, Stop people it. are going to come to my stream and they're going to hear me just trying to do like like inward talking for like an hour like <laughs> I try to do. Kill me. Kill me. They're going to be like, what is this guy talking about? Intellectual discourse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Well, that's you know, why I funk English classes because <laughs> I have too many words trying to funnel out of this and they get clogged. The Disco Elysium <laughs> of game reviews over here at the exactly. of content yep. re- creator reviews i don't know where i'm going with this Come save us do some shout outs okay uh big thank you to jp and zeke and a huge thanks to northern lion was awesome today uh and appreciate him being on and thanks to him and his community for stopping by drop frames my name is ko hi i start every day at 8 met tomorrow we're going to be taking a look at a special early look at a game i can't mention yet because it's embargoed but tomorrow morning at 8 met we're going to be taking a brief look at that game it's going to be coming out later and then after that we're going to dive back into resident evil 7 on the PC, which is super cool. I hope you guys join us for that. And then I'll be back tonight about 6.30 p.m. ET for our cozy stream for something. And uh, as we go into the weekend, we're going to be checking out Near Replicant on the PC and going into May for all sorts of fun stuff. So if I don't see you then, hope to see you next week at more drop frames. Actually, wait, nope. No show next week. You're out. No show next week. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm out doing new home stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I will see you next time whenever I see you. And as always, thank you for watching. Cool, cool. All right, NL. It's your time to shine. Do some shout outs. Don't mess it up. A lot hinges on these shout-outs, okay? All right. Um, I, <laughs> you got all the information up there. You got me a little anxious. First off, I, I, I want to say thanks for having me on the show. And I, I told, uh, especially, you know, JP, when you were organizing it in the back channel, I told you, like, this is the smoothest, like, onboarding process I've ever had for a collaborative thing that's this complicated in my entire life. Like two clicks was all it took to get it going, which was was awesome. And I think you guys are doing a, a great job here. Uh, thanks for welcoming me onto the show. I will. Uh, I'll be live right after this at twitch.tv slash Northern Lion. And you can probably guess what I'm going to be playing. But I play a little bit of everything, which is a little cool because you never get bored, but also a little annoying because sometimes you'll be like, when are you going to return to that game? And the answer is never um then youtube.com slash northern lion all the stream stuff comes over there's a little stuff that's made specially for youtube as well and uh twitter.com slash northern lion lp that's where don't don't follow me they're like i just there's nothing going on there i tweet now and then but like it's not that good just just if you're gonna follow follow on twitch twitch.tv slash northern lion and uh that's good enough for me there you go can you uh, we there's a lot of debate in chat can you find the answer the question are you actually bald oh yeah that's like it's wouldn't that be a, a scoop if i just ripped off the bald cap right now that would be good are you, are you saying after, there's a chance after 10 years <laughs> is there no a i'm bald 
Okay. No, I'd like to check it out. You know, you can see after he sends the Markiplier email. Exactly. Okay. You're you're gonna see me with. I'm gonna dye my scalp blue and become the next big Twitch streamer. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, While in a hot tub. Are you? Were you ever a fan of Mr. Show with Bob and David? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a scene where Bob Oden, or excuse me, uh, David Cross comes out and he's takes off this bald cap and he's bald underneath. He's like, "I am actually bald. I don't live in a bald town. I don't say bald things like that's what I picture you just doing right now. Like, I am bald. I am actually bald. Yeah. Bald under this bald cap. You should wear a bald cap on Halloween just to mess with your community. That'd be good. Why not? Yeah. yeah why not? <laughs> Anyways, that's it. Thanks so much for watching the Drop Frames. Uh, NL, thanks so much for coming on and for the kind words as well. We'd love to have you back anytime. Just uh, drop one of us a message. That's it for us, though. No show next week. Uh, Code's going to be out. We will be back uh, the start of May. I guess will be the next episode. Well, Resident- When does Resident Evil 8 come out? Is that the 7th? Something yes, like May that. 7th. Okay, so it will not be out uh, for our next show, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it at length. So thank you guys so much for watching. Regardless, we will see you next time on Drop Frames. We're out of here. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.